From the heart of the city to the outer edges of the Beltway and beyond, this is the District of Misfits Show, the drinking show with a podcast problem. This is your guide into our unique and beautiful city, the good, the bad, the ugly, as well as the funny and straight-up ridiculous, told by us before someone tells it for us. The opinions expressed on this show are our own, and we make no apologies. What to do, my heathens, and my friends, and my family, and the Misfit Army. We're the Districts of Misfits show, coming live from the District Dogface studio. Tonight, my host with me is Valerie Torres. Uh, Crushing Boo will be on shortly. And tonight, we are graced with the presence of a DC legend in the service industry, Mr. Brian Harrison. How you guys doing tonight? Hi, guys. Doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, welcome to the show, my friend. And I, I will say we have some treats uh, for you tonight that you are unaware of. A little, <laughs> little curveballs we're going to be throwing at you tonight that we I didn't tell it. you about. Yeah, that's the best part. I dig it. So we started a little bit. We started a little bit late this evening because we are waiting for Mister Boo Dixon to come on, but we couldn't wait forever. So here we are. Valerie. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Please find us on. I'll oh, see now. I have to take my glasses off because I'm <laughs> you, you blind. Well, so no, it's that now that my apparently my eyes are old, I have you old. My, my glasses that I see from <laughs> far away, but then <laughs> at a certain point, I have to pull them off because apparently I need bifocals. Wow, it's things you should probably keep to yourself sometimes. Well, I mean, I'm not ashamed. Okay, that's fair. Well, we're exactly the opposite because I don't see you until I go like this. And this, this is my like badass Harry Potter look because we can all tone it down a minute. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I can see, yeah, this is, oh, there you are. Okay. <laughs> so you can find us on Facebook and Instagram on the just at the District of Misfits show, on Twitter at DC Misfits. On YouTube at the District of Misfits show on our channel. Um, you can also buy some lovely merchandise, such as the hat that Marcus is wearing right now at crushingdc.com. Um, if you'd like to create your own podcast or you'd like to be a guest on our show, please email us at district studio. Oops, the District of Misfits show at gmail.com. We're getting there. So I should just flash this up to Brian earlier when he kept asking me to email. <laughs> oh, wow, there we go. Because what I only did it like three times, so it's like a goldfish Four. in a bowl. Like, hi, hi, hi. <laughs> so, so yeah, now welcome, welcome to our show, friends. It's Halloween. <laughs> it is also Jesus Halloween. Ween. It's Jesus Ween as well. Jesus Ween. If you haven't heard about it, I will play a TikTok that explains it. I can't wait. Um, it is also our um, highly esteemed yet um, annoying, not, not present, perhaps slightly annoying. Um, no, I didn't say that, Jamie. I did. It's, it's our co-host Jamie's birthday today. That's why he's not here. <laughs> the baby of the show's birthday. On Halloween. That's a lucky on person. Ha you're, a, you're a lucky person to have a birthday on Halloween. I think that would be cool. It is kind of cool. I mean, if... Yeah. Any holiday you want your birthday, Halloween would be one of the 
or St. Patrick's Day would kind of be fun. Fourth of July, Fourth of July, you know, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mine's at the end of summer, so it's mine's at the end of summer, so it's kind of depressing, like especially as a kid, because you get ready to go back to school and shit, and it's just like, oh fuck. Mine's at the beginning. <laughs> see, mine's at the beginning of summer, and so, yeah. I see, yours felt- is a good one. No. When no? I was younger, well, now, yeah, I mean, I celebrate my birthday the whole month, but like when I was younger, <laughs> I think that part of it is is residual from like the trauma of not being able to ever celebrate my birthday at school because I was, it was like right at, right at the beginning of school year. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I got that, too. Yeah. So right at the beginning of the summer, so everybody, all year long, everyone's bringing like, you know, there's a cookie for my birthday, everyone's celebrating my birthday. And then summer comes around. Yeah, Wayne's right. Sick of the mile 420 be dope, too. Oh, hell yeah. That would be fun. I like that. So Wayne there is a co-host of my new show that's in uh, production. The Pasteurized Chef Saves the Multiverse. So we're in the middle of doing our pilots, so that should be on pretty soon. And it'll basically be like this show, but in the daytime. In only like a half an hour, 45 minutes. Multiverse. So not like our show at all. (laughs) I won't be drunk. I'll be drinking coffee instead, normally. Maybe with some whiskey in it. So maybe Irish whiskey. Depends if I have off the day. Hmm. I recommend Bib and Tucker. It's a great Kentucky whiskey. (laughs) Finishes well. And it's prepared me perfectly. Well, I don't know about that. For this show, let's see. Well, it's definitely getting you lubed up. That's a good, good sign. Cheers. Cheers. Well, I'm really yeah. fucking shy. So, I mean, because I'm so shy. Yeah, I got that. I, I got it. how shy you were prior. I go to Shyness Anonymous meetings, <laughs> like literally naked, wearing a cape, and people just think I don't belong. You know, this is me. So, I have been to some crazy AA meetings, and <laughs> I, I had to go for court because dumb shit I've done in my life. And the craziest meetings are like seven o'clock meetings in DC. AM? AM. Seven AM? Yes. And because just all the old heads, like old school people from DC, from anywhere from like, I'm the youngest one there at 43. And just some of the stories I hear, I'm like, oh my God, I feel better about myself as a human being. Like just, <laughs> just some of the shit that I would hear from them. Just, it's like, it's too early to hear some of these stories, but they've been up for like five hours because they're like, 60 years old telling stories but if you ever want a really good good feel good about yourself and a good and it's a good community i shouldn't like i'm not making fun of it it's just holy shit i thought i was crazy and wild but i i will give you the the man you win i give i give the advice of if you are in a small town and you don't know anybody and you're looking for a bag of weed go to a narcotics anonymous meeting <laughs> Because always somebody is sitting in the parking lot right after it's over, smoking a bowl back in the day when you used to have to hide to do all that shit, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but you know, and and it's just it's terrible to you know if you're looking for a date, sexaholics, blah blah blah. You know, I was going to say know, that <laughs> you want a great you want a great re- restaurant. You want to know the best Italian or Greek restaurant in town? Like <laughs> Overeaters Anonymous meeting. Okay, they'll tell you all about it. I mean, I re- I remember watching Fight Club, and I was like, "Damn, there's meetings for everything." I want to go to some of these meetings. Yeah. So yeah. And they're free. <laughs> and you and get they free- got great coffee. You got good great coffee. The coffee because the coffee's strong as shit. Good, yeah, coffee, good coffee and good snacks. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes sometimes there's <sighs> donuts. 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 There's nothing wrong with that. No, I'm a big fan. Big fan of all those things. 
Not at all. And it's, you know, it's like nice when people are like, hello, Brian. You know, hi, I'm Brian. <laughs> this is all the things I am. Okay. And hi, like, Brian. hi, Brian. <laughs> it's so nice. I'm in a, like, I'm in a gang now. It's so cool. It's like being at the bar. <laughs> yes. There we go. Big. Yeah. But I'm not open at 7 a.m., so your ass ain't coming to my place. I'm sorry about that. I mean, I, we might still be there closing up from the night before, but I don't think you're having any customers. I mean, closing, closing up and cleaning. And I mean, that was the best part about living in, living in New Orleans is that <laughs> the bars only took like an hour. Like, by law, I think they had to close for like an hour just to clean up and swap out. It didn't mm -hmm. really matter what time, but like, you know, some bars – do it at 10 o'clock. They stagger it. So you can always go to this bar, then to the next bar. Just keep on going if you really wanted to. Yeah. Well, that sounds awesome. I mean, yeah. damn. <laughs> yes, it was. I mean, it, I was 22 in New Orleans. So let's, uh, I was, I did some stupid shit. Well, you were getting, you were just experiencing the art of flight. You know, you were just stretching your wings, bro. That's good time right there. Yeah, you're man. not smart enough to know what you're where to go or how to spend your money, but at least you know to have fun. I mean, I went to a lot of strip clubs. I went to a lot of good oh, hi, bars. Sheila, my friend Sheila from Texas is watching. Hey, Sheila. Wait. Right on. Uh -huh. I never did figure out how to share this thing. I guess I could take a. <laughs> I mean, like, literally, the dinosaur has spoken. Exactly. So, here, I'm going to help you out a little bit. Go to this page. Okay, holy shit. Right. <laughs> can I just click? I can't just click on that, can I? No. I'll do it on my phone. Yeah, don't I'll phone. do it on my phone. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm sorry, so, guys. You know, uh, get out my walker, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Go to the Facebook and then go yep. to our Facebook page. And this goes to anybody else out there. If you want to share this to your pages, to your friends, please share. Please share. Please like. Val, give a call in action. Uh, wait. Hold, please. <laughs> <laughs> See, Boo has them down packed already. He's got a memory. Boo still reads them. Boo still reads them sometimes. Um, find us, the District of Misfit Show, on Facebook and Instagram at the District of Misfit Show. On Twitter at District of Misfits, uh, DC Misfits. That a girl. On YouTube, on our District of Misfits show channel. Um, on I'm Twitch there. at District of Misfits. And please like and share and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're getting really close to being able to monetize. Yes. We're doing so it right now. I, I'm doing it right now, man. My man. <laughs> right on. Even if you just go on the web on the YouTube channel and just. Watch like a little bit at a time, or just if you're at work and you just have it running, <laughs> just let it run. Background. I mean, that's what I do. In let the it background run. on your computer. I mean, they got they, their shows for the DCS Fuck Show to go way back where me and Boo, so before Valentine's, would get extremely annihilated and just yell at each other. So it's a, it's a pretty good shit show. Now, Val was there for a couple of them. So the District of Misfit show, we used to air it, go on 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 air at like midnight. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Hmm. Maybe 11 a.m. Uh, 11 p.m. Not at a.m. Either 11 p.m. or midnight might have been the first time I did it. Yeah. It and yeah, I got it. my bet you did yes. it. And also, and I, put in there, I put in there anybody thirsty. 
I'm on a great podcast with some beautiful humans. Anybody thirsty, bam, right on. I got a shitload of people following. I mean, I'm the old guy. I got the Facebook thing going on. I'm not so whatever. I'm not talking about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be wild. I'll find out like 31 of my relatives in South Dakota are like, yo, B, you got to hang out with your ass next. Right on, right on. (laughs) Can we get back to the strip club? Sure. I mean, I mean, my favorite strip club in New Orleans was uh, Larry Flint's Hustler Club. And I made a mistake one time going in there and going into the VIP back area with the champagne room. And the first time I dropped two grand on something that wasn't important in life was some, tit- <laughs> was, was, uh, was some titties. And two grand. And how, how short of a time, Marcus? Oh, no, I was there for like four hours. It was, I was there for a while. But I went in there. I, so you go in there, they, they pass out free passes all over the court. And so I was like, I had to go to the bathroom. I was like, fuck, I just go in there, grab a beer, take a piss. You know, I don't have to pay the cover charge. I go in there for one beer and leave like four hours later. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So some of the guys at um, Nick, some of the bartenders after, uh, let's say it was like a Friday night. And after <laughs> yes, they are important. are important, Sheila. Very important. Um, so after after a shift one night, they all decided to go to a strip club here in D.C. And um, so one of them, he just lost track of himself. He like he claims he fell in love, and in, that happens in the span of like ten minutes, he'd already like thrown out like at least a hundred dollars in cash in ten minutes. Oh yeah, and like and the other one was like, "Come on, you have to like." I mean, we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> He's like, I can't help it. He's like, I think I'm in love. I think I've fallen in love. <laughs> I mean, I have fallen in love. He couldn't, he couldn't pace himself. I mean, have you ever been to a strip club in Mexico? That, no, I have not. So I was at Mazala. I, I was at, so the one I was at, uh, I went with a local guy there. He took me there. Um, I got all cash. I wouldn't let me use my credit cards or anything like that. And uh, so th- the strip club in Mazlan, where I was at, they weren't using credit cards in a strip club. Why would you be using credit cards in a strip club to begin with? That's what credit cards are for in this world of crazy. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Okay. Thank I you. I lived in Las Vegas. I lived in Las Vegas. And like, you know, we proudly accept America's bead trade company credit card shit. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Give so, us so, your value, you know. Right. So these strip clubs, these girls weren't even dancing. They were just like parading them around. If you like pointed on them, like, oh, that's I like that. They whistle the girl over, and you go and go into the back, and there's not laws. So the back room is pretty <laughs> much like blowjob central, and just it was just it it, was, it wasn't even a strip club. They were just dancing and parading like a catwalk. That's how it was in Puerto Rico. Like there was no, the one place that we went to, it's called Fun Ones, Sheila. Fun Ones. Fun Ones. Yes. Anytime I. I used to work at the Big Hunt a long time ago. And uh, the Royal Palace ladies would come by after Ah. between things very frequently. And, uh, and. I would you just get glitter on everything? You know, it's like the the one twenty dollar bill that they have put glitter on everything, and then you get home and your wife's like, 
So was it was it Bianchi? <laughs> was it Mercedes? Was it Porsche? Or was it you know Tennessee that came by tonight? You know, and it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. Strippers are amazing people. Anytime oh, you yeah. love people and get paid for love, then you know what? Then you're a real true professional because the hardest thing you do is commercialize your emotions. And it's what we do every day. So I yeah. feel that. But yes, nonetheless, there's my little promotion for strippers. But uh, <laughs> the only way you get a date, a stripper, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something right now. And this is going to be real terrible. And I'm probably going to get some bad comments on this or whatever. But uh, back in the old days, you know, if you gave strippers money, then there was no connection. But if you had fun and could give them, help them have fun, basically, you know, if, you know, I, if you help them have fun, if drugs, <laughs> not money, let's just say drugs, not money. Okay. Let's say drugs, right. not money. Right. Then you can have a real connection there because, you know, money is nothing. I mean, it just, it's, it's not even water. It's not even, it just, it's not worth anything, you know, to us, to, to a stripper. It's the truth. It's just the truth. We used to have uh, rumors because we had Camelot and then Joanna's before. Same um, thing. They were they were right there. So like, especially the day shift, you'd get the girls coming over, and they'd like sit at one of the tables and count out all their ones, all their cash, and then hell yeah. <laughs> And then they get a few drinks, and then they pay us with those ones, and we'd be like, oh, we know where this has been. <laughs> and it smelled, the money smelled good and was good. <laughs> you know, how crazier can it get than that, you know? I mean. It was glittery, that. yeah. That's and, the, and the RP ladies were not like the Camelot ladies. This was a whole other class of stripper you know you got the whole like you got the you got the you know las vegas and you got the trailer park in southern wherever yeah, you know there's yeah. a whole spectrum and royal, yeah. royal palace was kind of in the middle to lower for dc yeah. Yeah. Quality, i went to the first I time i the first time i'd gone to royal the well they're gone the aren't they yeah. yeah they're assets now oh copy yeah um but the one time the first time i went to royal palace i was like wow oh, these really these re ladies really don't give a shit like they were just like they would just come out there's one that was just like standing there maybe turned around a little bit and then like and just yeah walked away. just walked away and i was like bye you and need you need that's archibald yeah 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 i popped up dc strip club and i came up first it's when it's when you're around a lady, a real lady, a real lady who can throw them over each shoulder and they go like this and they go like that. That's that's real talent, you know. I mean, I've been in some ratchet ass strip clubs where that <laughs> was possible. Some of them. So that's there's the there. So I live in Mount Rainier, right on the border. So there's the Mustang Club. Yeah, have you heard of that one? Nope. Now well, you know what. Have I not about. seen it? It's right across the street from like the uh, shoppers and shit. And I just hear horrible stories about this place, so I want to go. I'm hoping they're still open because I, I just I kind of want to go there <laughs> and grab some whiskey and pray well, for the best. We Forty bucks a shot. We should do a field trip to uh, Mustang someday. Whatever. So if anybody's been to the Mus uh, Mustang Club, let me know how it was or is or if it's even still open. 
So I went, this was um, um, a few years ago, probably like 10 or so year, years ago. My friends were getting married in Cocoa At a strip club? No. No. At Cocoa, in Cocoa Beach, in Florida. And I'd flown in the night of their rehearsal dinner. And um, I, got, I got there kind of late. So I missed the rehearsal dinner. The girls were all heading back to the hotel. But the guys were like, oh, we're going to go to the strip club. And I was like, well, I'm going to go to the strip club. So then I ended up going out with the guys. And now, mind you, my only experience with strip clubs was here in D.C. So then, here, here there's no touching. Can't touch, can't get near them. Maybe your hand cut off if you do. <laughs> the big, early guys are going to come and throw you away. So throw then, you away. <laughs> <laughs> so then I go to into this strip club, and there is... A lot more than just the no touching. Like they were yeah, no phase of like just really just like benches of these guys sitting there and just doing whatever the fuck they wanted to do with these ladies. I was like, right. Is that okay? And they were like, Yeah. And I was like, so like they can touch them. And my one friend was like, Yeah, they can like touch them. I was like, like grab the titties, touch. And then he was like, Yeah. <laughs> like, and I was like, so like Favorite, like, penetrate, and then he was like, yeah. I mean, obviously not out here. I mean, again, they might take them somewhere else. Yeah, there's a room right over there. Yeah. And my mouth was gaping open. I was like, see, that is not So was hers. Ew, Mark. When you look at the rest of the world, the rest of the planet has got it figured out. You know, they, they, the reason why we have so many pedophiles and crazy fucking people is we restrict everything. Yeah, you know, I mean, suppressed. in the rest of the planet, the rest of the planet has got legalized prostitution. They've got legalized drugs. They've got they've got things. They right. understand humans are going to be human, and, and they don't have animals. this kind of Christiano doctrine stuff put on their ass that's going to lock them up or get them in trouble for just being doing what we do. Right. You know, and America's like literally probably one of five countries on the planet that is like this. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, yeah, sexuality. It's, it's well, and I, you know, there's a whole lot of terrible shit with regard to the sex trade and that stuff. And I'm not going to champion any part of that. Right. But in the same respect, these incels and voluntarily celibate people are going to be a huge fucking problem here real soon. And they already are. Uh, because that much pent up like emotion and frustration and everything else can't be good for anybody, you know. I mean, at all. Well, so, yes, Sheila. Every country restricts. Well, most every country restricts pedophiles. Yes, yes, yes. Oh no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about prostitution. Okay, yeah. Well, you did say pet. You did say pedophiles. Oh, did I? Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I've like I said, I recommend Bib and Tucker. It's a great Kentucky recipe. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, sometimes you lose a step, and you hope you don't walk on your own feet. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I was I misspoke. I apologize. I, I have a child; she's grown up, and yeah, I'll go ahead. <laughs> you passed the first round. More whiskey, more whiskey. You know, more <laughs> whiskey. Yeah, exactly. So now, where does one purchase these this this bourbon that you have? This lovely bourbon. Oh, you know, Bib and Tucker, Bib and Tucker, I think is a, uh, that is an R&DC product. I'm pretty sure. 
We yeah. do a shit ton of liquor. I own the Crown and Crow in Washington, D.C. on 14th Street in Logan Circle. I don't know if anybody guys know that or not, but that's what I'm doing right now. Bam. I sculpted that and then cast out a ballistic resin, but that's a long story that I'll keep it short for later. Uh, <laughs> no, Viv and Tucker isn't even particularly expensive. I mean, a lot of your best whiskeys, it's like South American wines. You can find some really spectacular whis uh, whiskeys that are just hard to find right. that are really good. And Viv and Tucker is one of those. Uh, it's one of my big favorites. It's, I wouldn't use it for an old fashioned, you know, like I think like whistle pig piggyback is great for an old fashioned cause it packs enough heat to make it a real old fashioned, mm -hmm. uh, and a real old fashioned should have some heat buried underneath all that stuff. It shouldn't be, there should be some hot. It's the reason why it's an old fashioned. The whiskey's supposed to suck, you know, but this, <laughs> this is, that's fair. Dude, that's what gin is for, you know, but, uh, or it used to be for. Gin but, is what uh, I clean when I expedite gins when I use the clean the plates. Well, it works. Yeah. And it cleans COVID. I mean, it's fucking alcohol, bro. I yeah, mean, like true. literally. I use, I use gin to clean my glasses. <laughs> That's what I clean my glasses with. It's so funny because I was about to switch to gin in a second because I guess I advocated for pedophilia a second. Ago, <laughs> so I might want to change my spirit. Okay. Because oh, that is I not see what my you thing, did there. Okay? Yeah. So I think I might. I I've got a. I've got a bottle of farmer's gin right there, and I think I'm, I'm going to get that now. Why don't you do that? Because when you come back, we're going to go to the in interview portion. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> like walked right up the screen. <laughs> farmer's gin. Oh, I love this. I'm oh, sorry. I'm shy. Like I said, I do apologize. So shy. You're so great. I know. Shy. I know. I'm just so shy. That's, yeah. that's what I thought about you the first time I met you. Mm -hmm. Wow, that guy yeah. Brian, he's really shy. Was it the fact that I was singing Rocky Horror standing on the bar that did it? Or how did you figure that out? <laughs> it might have been. It might have See, been. now I, I know why you have our friends, because she fucking loves that fucking movie. Jesus. What, Rocky? Oh, dude. Yeah, you, you should. Everyone should love Rocky Horror, man. If you can't find right. something in Rocky Horror to love yourself, man, you fucking suck. Marcus okay, I has never watched it. I you kind got, of. There's, there's something in there for everybody. There's, there's meatloaf. If you like that flavor, there's meatloaf, there's Frankenfurter. Like, let's get it on with the food references. Yeah. But um, Rocky Horror Picture Show is something for everybody. And, and yeah, it's good stuff. I know, mean, all you did, did you know that tonight they're actually doing an, like a live showing at some place here in DC? I can't remember. Maybe the convention center or something. So with like um, who played who played Brian? What's his name again? Actor. Marcus Wing What was his name? Uh, Brad. Brad? Or Brad. 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 Who played Brad? Yeah. Uh, Barry Bostwick. Barry Bostwick. That's who it is. <laughs> yeah. So I think. He well, this is not Brad. I'm just playing this. No, 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 no. I know. I was exactly. just playing, pulling the picture up for the Rocky. How do you do? I see you met my. Okay, go ahead. I'm <laughs> see, I'm like. See, know. when I was in high school, my one of my best friends, he was an avid fan of um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. So we used to go all the time. We go to Mondavi Mall in Glen Burnie. Well, I was just reading the screen. I'm Rocky sorry, but I'm listening. Yes. Um. So yeah, they're doing a showing of it somewhere in DC today, and I was kind of bummed because I was like, oh, we have the show to do. I mean. Halloween. my bad <laughs> no well dude you're you're young bro you got some good paint on a young chassis in your low mileage vehicle so you got some time you can still get there don't worry about it all you got to do is bring a squirt gun some toast some newspapers 
some rice, you know, if you wear a corset and some fishnets, you're like in like Flynn, bro. But I mean, if, if you can find, I don't know who's doing it nowadays. I've seen it everywhere. I've seen it at Sal Piero's Playhouse on 8th Street in, uh, in the village where it actually, uh, where it debuted, where it premiered or whatever. Uh, that was cool. That was really cool. Now it's a shoe store, unfortunately. But uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, it was like back when punk rock was punk rock and you could be like 31 shades of ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because uh, they were like back then we weren't called like goths and there wasn't goth and new rose and all this other shit. They were just like, you're you're like, you know, you're you're a freak. You're a punk rock person. This is right. early to mid 80s. And if you even claim to fly that flag and believe in that banner of like crazy weird shit and rebellion, you had to go to Rocky Horror Picture Show. I mean, it was right. like it was a boxing. Check. See, I feel you. I feel yeah. you. So my so, friend, um, my friend Bill and all his friends, they would actually dress. They would be the ones sometimes who dress up and do all the stuff at the front. Um, I have like pictures and stuff of them. They were crazy. I loved it. It was it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, we'd probably go at least once a month. We go watch our picture show, like the midnight showing. There was one show that the people who played Brad and Janet they got engaged. Like the guy proposed to her. Wow, that's super cool. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. Because there's a she said yeah. In, in, in <laughs> of course, <laughs> there's this. There's a scene in the movie that, you know, he proposes her. And so he actually proposed her in real life. So that's awesome. And even better is that they, the people who were running the projectors, because back then it was like projectors, right? So mm -hmm. they stopped the, they stopped the movie for a little bit. So everybody could, could, uh, congratulate them. Yeah. Nice. It, it's, it's, if you've, I mean, if you've never seen or heard of the Rocky or picture show before, I mean, it is basically the very first interactive movie that has ever come out. And they totally encouraged completely raucous behavior. Uh, it was the midnight movie. Now we don't, I mean, the midnight movie is like an Avengers flick. Okay. It's like whatever they played earlier. There's no longer heavy metal. It was Eraserhead, heavy metal, and Rocky Horror Picture Show all played at midnight at the multiplex or whatever the fuck you went where, where you lived. And those those were the three like you're on drugs, you're drunk as shit. You want to you know go hang out in a room. You want to act people. like a fool, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's what and you, we did. That's cool. I can fuck with that. Hell yeah. See, I mean, maybe if I had that when I was uh, your age back then, you know. Shit, you'd love it, bro. Damn, man. They I'm still serious. do it. They still do it. There's somewhere around here that still does it every so often, like the first Friday of the of the month or something like that. We should do it sometime. I'm gonna yeah, I'll go it. and then you guys can have me back on your show and I can tell you how it was. Okay, how's that sound? Sounds like a fucking plan to me. And people would bring like props and shit, like when it's raining, people break out their newspapers and put them over their heads. And like during the wedding scene, people throw rice and like it's just fun. Hell yeah. And you it does sound, lighter. It does it does definitely seem sound like a pretty good time. I'm not gonna lie. And then there was like audience participation where you would insert parts of you know extra um dialogue to make the you know the dialogue funnier because it was a ridiculous movie <laughs> <laughs> well most people i mean you don't know this till you know this but there's like in the bottom corner of the screen like down here in the movie there's like this like there's like a dick that's like there for much of the movie and people's yeah. like 
you know, stroke it's in the shape of things that, that are about to come or something like that. I mean, it's just, there's like all kinds of hidden shit in the film. And people would you, not like run, run up to the screen and like pretend to be like. It, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's great. It's great when you're drunk. Yes. We'll have to find, we'll have to find a screen uh, oh here locally. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm down with Farmer's Gin. Farmer's Gin. Yes. It's uh, made by a small house in Minnesota. They make really good stuff. It's five times distilled. The botanicals are pretty tame. Uh, I recommend Brockman's nowadays, but it's out of stock. Literally, Brockman's is the best gin you'll ever have. But this Farmer's Gin is the bomb. So there you go. Thank I hear that. Who knows? Cheers. If you like if I liked gin, then I would like it, but I don't like gin. <sighs> Doesn't taste right. like gin. Ryan, you know, um, you know, Rico. Rico oh, of course. Yeah, Rico. I love Rico. Yeah, I love so Rico. He just got like this whole sleeve that, that's dedicated to gin. Wow. That is. He, it says gin life and then like it. That's like, dedication. And, like, that is dead of fucking cation. I mean, his well, Instagram thing is, I think it's the gin guy. No, yeah, I guess it is, yeah. I mean, if you if if that is your banner, I mean, and that is his life. That's his banner. It's what he is. It's what he does. It's his. It's his universe. It's his thing. Yeah, yeah. It's and and he's good at it. I mean, he's good at it. That's the fun thing. So when you can watch a mixologist, like you know, you, when you're making poor food and you open up the cupboard and you're like, "Well, I got this." Okay, it's it's Rico's one of those guys that can look at that cover and, and come up with something that tastes really fucking good. You know, I mean, he's just he knows his spirit and proportions. You know, and he's got a lot of nice things to say about everybody. He's a great bartender. Yeah, Rico's yeah, he is super. He is super, super nice. He is. He's great. I mean, he's great. Just absolutely great. I'd like to have him yeah. back. I can't find fucking staff right now. I'm still not even open seven days a week yet, dude. I've been asking. I want you there. Holy dude, shit! I, okay, I've been telling her to come over for ever since you've asked. I told her to fucking come on board. Well, the, the, I, I told you this before. The, the season is slowing down at Knicks, and like, I'm probably going to. Oh, I know, I know. I'm shift. just, I was fucking with you. I'm sorry. I know that it's exactly the opposite because the Crown and Crow is a winter bar. You know, we're a basement with a big fireplace on a big video wall, like Victorian shit. You know. We yeah, I saw the picture the of your. Time. I saw the picture of your Monday Night Football screen the other night last week. Yeah. It's a nice little it's screen. Eight. I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie. I think it's six feet by sixteen. A lot. Or I don't, it's, it's, it's sixteen three. by a lot, motherfucker. It's big. Well, I had to upgrade. I, I bought. I bought a really cool. The video wall was like a last minute add addition to the Crown and Crow, but that room was going to be kind of boring without something like without something. Right. People need flashy lights for the for. I mean, I you need to have flashy lights somewhere in the room. And video and TVs usually do that, but uh, we always just do a fireplace. But that I just reinvested. I, I got a great grant for twenty thousand bucks for entertainment equipment, oh, and I bought it. I bought a twenty-seven thousand dollar video wall to replace my nine thousand dollar video wall that was all I could afford when I built the bar. And now it's like it's ultra HD. It can run twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week for like six years. It's this crazy Samsung shit. And, hey, and I'm a Samsung uh, guy. I love my Samsung. Well, it's 
dude, it's the best stuff. It's like the iPhone of screens. I mean, it literally is. I mean, it just, and I, and I don't like to, you know, I don't mean to plug iPhones, but if you, if you just want quality, you got to go Apple with everything, you know, man, fuck you. Oh, well, you know, there we go. I, mean, I, I, mean, I can't I can't arm wrestle you because I'm sitting over here, but I imagine we can hook it up. You want a date? Yeah, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Marcus and I both have Samsung. So. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I, it's I, I, far I, I, less expensive. It's super less expensive. I mean, it's dumb. The amount of like, money I spend on my shit, it's fucking dumb. I'm on yeah. a laptop that's like, I am on a $7,000 laptop. Who the wow. fuck buys a $7,000 laptop? You. I do a lot of video. I do a lot of video processing. I do virtual tours. I do all that shit. And like having a beefy Apple is that's the that's the ticket for an Apple with that kind of strength. You know what I'm saying? See, I have a Dell workstation, which is pretty badass. So oh I hell yeah, bro! Yeah, so it's it's yeah. I, I went with Dell when we built the studio because I'm not an Apple person, so I went with all the top line Dell shit I can get. And I mean. And, and which is cool because I didn't really know as much as I thought I did. And then I learned how to actually bump up the uh, storage and the RAM and everything. So I basically had built my laptops. So I bought what I got and then I ended up buying the product to make them better. Yeah. Which Way more really, bang for the buck. Right. Way more bang for the buck, bro. Like three times as much bang like, for the buck. With my that desktop stuff. is 64 gig RAM. Like I, I tripled it almost, doubled it. And then like – Couple terabytes, like it's it's good. I got like four terabytes on that thing. It's so, the herd. Apple is a herd. If you're in the Apple pulse. herd, it's exactly one hundred percent. It's one hundred percent. But I had an Apple two E in like eighty five. So I, I was on board back in the day, and there you and go. I just you know, and I pay way too much money. It's basically the deal. It just it's too it's really expensive, but it's good equipment. It's just really expensive. I had a, I had a, um, I switched to iPhone several years ago. It was back when like the, it was iPhone four, right? You know, it was like the square, and like I, my, my friend convinced me. She was like, she was like, go take, take this or whatever, or buy this instead. So I went to the store, got it. I had it for a week, and I was like, I fucking hate it. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. I understand. That. I, I just, just went, went back, back to the store, store and I was like, I'd like to change the exchanges. I want to get a Samsung. This lady gave me such a hard time. She was like, she almost wouldn't let me do it. She was like, well, <laughs> <"It's a cult." laughs> you, 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 you're leaving the cult. Yeah. Okay. You're totally leaving the cult and you're in big trouble for that. You know that, right? I mean, they're still she looking She was for like, you. This, the iPhone is so much better. And I was like, I really don't like it. Right. <laughs> The Samsung, she's like, but that's not a very good phone. I was like, I don't care. I was like, just give me my phone. Right. Go to a different store. It was crazy. All right, we're gonna play some TikToks now. Um, so you guys were asking about uh, Jesus Wing. Here we go. Yes. I need to know who did it. Who trolled the evangelical Christians and told them that we needed to change Halloween to Jesus Ween? Because <laughs> I want to be your best friend. <laughs> group of conservative Christians based in Alberta doesn't like what oh, it sees as the dark, Hold on one side. Me. dark side of Halloween. Did just pull back. 
Easter. Oh, that's awesome. This October 31st, join with all Christians under one voice. The group is encouraging the celebration of Jesus Ween. You heard that right? Jesus Ween. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, it's funnier every time you say it. Asking that along with candies, Bibles be handed out. 50 bucks, their house is egged. Oh. The Facebook site already has a few thousand followers, enough to attract the attention of TV funny man Jimmy Kimmel. They better not be passing out the fun size Bibles, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Ween will be the funniest thing for me for days, so. That's Jesus Ween. So, a bunch of people in. Uh, Calgary, a Christian church up in Calgary, decided they wanted to bring some light in from the darkness, the darkness of Halloween. Whatever. People are crazy. They're people, though. They're not my people. My people don't do that. Well, I mean, when it, when, it gets, when it gets dark and stays dark for a really long time, you come up with some wacky shit. I mean, right. you do. Yeah. All right, so I got a couple questions. Can I tell you a really terrible joke really quick first? Yes, yes, the yes. Jesus, the Jesus Ween just got me on this this joke. It won't go away. All right, so yeah. I got to stand up for this joke. All right. <laughs> what is, no, I mean it's a Jesus joke. You got to stand up, okay? It's like when the bride walks in the room. Okay, what's the very first thing Jesus said when they took the nails out of his hands? What? Feet, feet, feet. <laughs> All right. That was dumb so, and terrible. Okay. No, I, I, I have a funny TikTok. I'm going to be my last one of the night. It's about Jesus. Let's get it on, Jesus. So. Wait, are you playing that now? No, no. It's going to be the last one of the night. Oh, I I, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, like, of the list of three people, like, it, when people say, you know, if there's three people in history that you could hang out with, like get drunk with or whatever, you know, whatever your thing is. Okay. If you can connect with three people throughout history, what would one of your three people be? And I'll be really honest, man. I am not a Christian. I am native American and I have fundamental issues with everything. Okay. But Jesus was a pretty cool dude. I mean, oh, he yeah. was all about like loving and he was a hippie and forgive exact 100%. He was 100%. 100%. A hippie. He he was just the cool dude, bro. I mean, like I'd love to sit next to his ass and have a drink. He would or not whatever. enjoy. He chose to be around the derelicts and degenerates. And let's think about it like this. Do you think Jesus would be really happy to come see somebody wearing a cross? Like I died on that fucking thing. Why is that around your neck? Oh my god, no doubt. <laughs> like like no doubt. well, no, if Jesus were here, I I think it like it would that would be like the best worst movie if you want to like a film a movie that is just like the just like watching somebody have the least fun it would be jesus <laughs> jesus walking around in our culture seeing what happened what he talked about right exactly this i is... mean that would be probably one of the most disappointing spectacles of cinematographical bullshit that you could ever come up with is you know and getting somebody there's a lot of guys who look like jesus i've served a thousand of them <laughs> that, that that film that film would be like, actually, that'd be a great art movie. Holy shit, maybe we're onto something. One of you guys, one of your followers out there, make a movie. I'd pay to see it. Fuck yeah, it's a great Yeah, idea. I definitely, <laughs> I'd come to see it. So, Brian, tell us about your uh, your history in D.C., bro. Well, that's like, kind of funny, bro. I literally, my Volkswagen bus broke down in Durham, North Carolina. I got married uh, 28 years ago to... 
Melissa, my my queen, my lady, my awesomeness. And uh, she's a modern dancer. We were living in Denver. We went to Durham to go. She was going to participate in the American Dance Festival. I worked as a carpenter. Not a fun job in <laughs> South Carolina, North Carolina, because uh, the crazy racism shit is pretty fucking wild. When you're what part North Carolina? Let, I was in Durham. Okay, I was in Durham. Yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. There's a lot of beautiful people there. I mean, I don't. But, want to but do like you're that, not wrong that. about the other stuff that we were talking about. Oh, earlier. the traits. Well, my wife is Jewish. I'm Native American, okay? Like, I'm every flavor ice cream they spit on the floor, okay? For the most part. So that was challenging for me because I just had to shut my fucking mouth and work there for four months and just get it done, you know? And I was coming from Colorado, so they didn't know what the fuck to think of me, you know? I mean, that worked in my favor. But I know my motor blew on my bus. She's from here. We came through here. We were out of, we, we just got married. We ran out of money. Uh, well, not quite, but um, we didn't have enough money to move to San Francisco, which was the next plan. But my very first night in Washington, D.C., on that trip, not the first time I'd been here, but the first night I kind of lived here, I said, what do I do? Mel said, go down to DuPont Circle, smoke some weed, play hacky sack with some couriers and find a cool bar to go to. OK, just just do that. And you'll and, you know, and give me a call later on from a from a pay phone in a bar. Yeah. OK, <laughs> but uh but that's what I did. I went downtown and I went to the big hunt on my very first time downtown. I went to DuPont Circle, had a great time, played hacky sack. It was awesome. Still am bros with many of those old old school cats. That's what's uh, up. But yeah, hell yeah. I mean, throughout DC Messengers, bro. I mean, it's their own culture. It's their yes, own it thing. Yes, it is. It, it I, will, there's nothing like it in the universe. Nothing. Okay. Yes. I know, I know quite a few of those guys and they are, they are, yes. <laughs> it's their own culture, bro. It's their own culture. Right. Yeah, right on Big Hunt. Absolutely. Yeah. But anyhow, I walk into Big Hunt my very first night in town. I go upstairs. I used to be a carpenter. I used to play pool for money because if it rains, then you're either playing pool or arm wrestling or doing some dumb shit to make money because you ain't making no money otherwise. That's kind of how right. it works. So I, I used to be a pretty good pool player. Uh oh wow, my phone is like reading some crazy stuff. I'm gonna put I think I've said it must have said something that sounds like Siri, but uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I went upstairs and played pool, and now I'm locked out of this one. The fuck? But well, we still see you. Okay, we're done. Okay, I'm back. There we go. Yeah, but I couldn't hear myself. I'm talking to Siri, and they're like, they're like, and what happened at the big hunt? Well, dude, I'm not talking to you right now. Okay. <laughs> A lot of things be- happened at the big hunt. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I got, that's <laughs> big kind of my best stories. But anyway, my very first day in town, I went upstairs, hooked some pool. Uh, I was playing against some Australian guys who worked at the Australian embassy and some English guys who were at the Australian embassy. They wound up being my best friends. We almost fought that night. But there was a dude who was <laughs> fucking everything up and I removed him from the bar as I'd been in the industry before I came to DC and this guy had to go. So I rolled him out. You know, he was in the way of money and we we're playing for money. He's just being a dick and a dumbass. And then there was a fight in the pool room. And then I rolled that guy out because he was in the way of money. And I wasn't working that. I was, I was working, but not on the clock. Right. But Mike Chris, the owner of the big hunt was like, are you looking for a job, man? And I was like, nah, cool. bro, I would never work here, man. This is a tough spot. I was just almost in two fights in the last hour. Why would I work here? But anyhow, uh, had a great fucking time. And uh, went home and M- Melissa was like, 
so what did you do? And I told her I went to the DuPont Circle. I went to Big Hunt. They offered me a job. She's like, did you take the job? I'm like, no. She's like, well, why not? And I'm like, she said, you had a great time there. Why didn't you take the job? It's like, it's kind of a tough spot. Back then, literally, it was yeah. kind of a tough spot. You had couriers, that. lawyers, college kids. You know, you had everybody. The Big Hunt was everybody back then. Yeah. Mr. Egan's was still around back then, okay? But uh, anyhow, she's like, take the job. So I took the job. Started door, worked door there for a year. Uh, wound up being the bar manager for th for three years. Was there four and a half, five years. Went to Bedrock Billiards after that. Was a GM of Bedrock Billiards for four years. Bartender at the pharmacy bar with Chris Tops. Uh, yeah, hell yeah, Bedrock's so awesome, dude. And Simona's Feld. Well, it's they're the best pool tables in the city. It's Simona's Feld. It's a high, it's most expensive Feld, and they have them resurfaced all the time. If you yeah, want that's real real pool. That's where you go for real pool. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They just have the best tables. It's just what it comes down to. I haven't drank in their bar in many years. Uh, I've just been too busy. But I anyhow, have, I think we should have a meeting there. I love Bedrock, bro. It is a great bar, bro. It is a great bar. And Jeff Dawson, the owner, I mean, the way it's set up, it was set up as a neat, neat little deli way back in the day. Uh, it was the beginning of his empire, which is Buffalo, Penn Social, Jackpot. Iron Horse, Rocket Bar. I mean, I think, I don't know how many places they wound up owning, but Bedrock Billiards was Jeff Dawson's first bar. Nice. And 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 the reason why he was successful is he had a great idea and he executed it well. It was a good spot. Right. You know, it's a good spot. Now, one of our uh, people in the comments has a question for you, so put your glasses on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I need to go over to comments. Is that the deal? No, no, no I pull no, it up no, on the no, screen. Marcus just okay, copy. What's a spot you were frustrated about when you worked there, but now wish you could go back to? Oh shit! I you know what? That's a wild thing. Um, I every place that I've worked at, for the most part, I have loved working at. And and you know you get frustrated about things everywhere you work because some people like to try harder than others or some of that kind of bullshit, and that can be a make a difference for you if you're a, a running ass ass busting bartender, who you know. I don't want to say gun for hire, but I mean, the more drinks you serve, the more money you're going to make. Right. And you can make all the friends in the world, but that's just the way it works out. But I, I mean, uh, I was frustrated when I left. Actually, yeah. I don't know that I can say that. I'm going to say it anyhow. I was frustrated when I left Lost and Found because I had some unique scheduling issues. I was building the Crown and Crow. I was working a jackpot. I was kind of the pain in the ass employee. Yeah, there we go. I actually drew that. That's charcoal on plywood. Oh, that's oh, cool. Wow. Yeah, I've never done that before. That was my you first time with that medium, but it worked out way better than I thought it was going to. You a talented motherfucker. I suck, dude. It's terrible. <laughs> like it. But uh, no, a Jap I mean, uh, Lost and Found. I love Lost and Found. Uh, literally, Brian and Hillary, two of the coolest people in the world. Love that spot. Great product. Cool spot. Outdoor seating. Fucking awesome. And, and there was just a moment where I felt a little bit frustrated. And, and I guess it was really more my fault than anybody else's. It's very hard when you have an old mercenary pain in the ass bartender who's going to make you some money, but I've got a limited right. schedule. And that's what happened. I mean, when the reef shut, I had the reef for 11, almost 12 years. And I was Morgan. And uh, when we closed unexpectedly, I had a security person injure a customer uh, in a, in a fight and I lost my bar. I went from, that sucks. 
I was on top of the world, bro. The reef was awesome. That was a great spot. Three floors, three and a half million a year for a really long time. Some of the DC legends came from there. Boo used to work there. Drew Swift. I mean, like the who's who of motherfuckers. And well, I, I will say, I will I'm like say the Archie well, Bunker of that bullshit. You know what I'm I, saying? I will say my, one of my mentors came from there as well. Oh, right on. Oh, hell yeah. The reality of the mat. I'm sorry. That's a younger version of him. Mr. Oh, there we go. Oh, my God. Holy shit. I did not recognize his ass. That's his old Ted ass in South Carolina. And that's, wow. him. that's young Teddy Folkman. Teddy Folkman. <laughs> Teddy Folkman. You know, they I always say that you're only ever as strong as you are vulnerable. He is probably the most intuitive, strong, amazing chefs and so professional that as an owner, he was a pleasure to work with because for the most part, chefs suck. Y'all a pain in my ass. Yeah. As owners, yeah. you guys suck. You guys suck a Teddy lot was, of the time. I love Teddy. I love, Teddy I was Teddy. fucking amazing. I worked with Teddy for like four years. No, I know. I was just saying I worked with Teddy for four years. I went to Annapolis to open a restaurant with him. I worked at Granville's with him for a while. So like, I, I talked to him re a lot. And actually, that was going to be one of your surprises. We were going to bring Teddy on the show, but he just had shoulder, yes. but he just has uh, so shoulder surgery, so he couldn't make it. He's like passed out on drugs right now. Like he's in, oh, a, he's, no, a, he, he's, in yeah. he's in the hospital right now, so it's like that's good. Sucks. It's terrible. That sucks. But 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 he was. But he was like super excited to come. Super excited, and he gave me some stuff to talk to you about, which I'll talk oh, to you shit. throughout. Here we I'm go. gonna talk to you throughout the show about this. Uh, he was telling me that the reef was built on pizza and beer. Yeah, I had volunteers. I you know it's so funny in my high school. My high school yearbook. I've never been to a reunion. I got it's probably like sixty years reunion by now. I don't even know. But uh, <laughs> but no, it, it, yeah, that's I'm dating myself. He keeps telling me I I love you for not having me do that anymore. I don't date myself anymore. You know. Yep, I'm married. I can't date myself. But um, anyhow. <laughs> Holy smokes. I just got totally sidetracked by that. What was the question again? Excuse me. So Teddy was telling me that the reef was built on pizza and beer. Yeah, there we go. Excuse me. Uh, we had volunteers uh, build the place. My high school yearbook said most likely to and start a cult was what they wrote <laughs> in my yearbook. Okay. That's a funny and shit. That's true. It's funny shit. That's true. That's and and I had so many regulars because of the hunt and bedrock and pharmacy. And uh, I actually had also worked at Buffalo Billiards at that point in time. By that point in time, uh, I had a lot of friends and and they all have different skills. And man, if you could just pick up heavy shit and carry it, I still I love you. Come and work. You know, I did you drywall. Come and work. We were, I'm going to you know, we're going to drink harp and and I'll buy you food and you're going to belong. And it was like this communal experience. Building the reef was really cool because it was built with Scott Cardell, who was a partner of mine mm -hmm. and, uh, and, a, and a real builder with a contractor's license and me and my friends. And we built it. So when, and, did, uh, when did the reef open? 2001. Mm -hmm. uh, the reef opened in 2001. It was there till seven years ago. So what was that now? I don't know. It was seven years. Yeah, we shut. So, I mean, I can now throw away all the boxes of all the paperwork that has to deal with that motherfucker because statute yeah. limitations up on that shit. You would not believe when you own a restaurant for a decade, how much just paper shit you generate. I mean, the, the, the amount of stuff you have to keep for taxes and all that other stuff is unbelievable. 
Uh, well, we did a lot of volume, so we I kept you had to keep credit card receipts. What are you right. kidding right. me? Right, yeah. Oh my god. Wait, man. so what happened? So you guys had to close because I had a, I had a, actually I had two things. A security issue with uh, these guys going into the bathroom on the roof. Uh, more than one person, and and he was he was very frustrated with how we handled that. So he had lodged a complaint with the ABRA. Uh, I'd say like a year before what actually happened happened, and uh, and that would had not been resolved yet with ABRA. Uh, it was just it was it was a complaint is how that was handled. And I was a very, I dealt with the Calorama Citizens Association. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I was a Adams Morgan. I was very involved in that community and I, and I loved it and I still love it and the people who live there. But anyhow, I had a complaint and then I had another situation where a security person, they bum rushed the middle level landing at the reef now known as uh, roofers union. Two guys ran past my security. He caught them on the next landing, caught one of them. Wow. Uh, and there was a fight between him and the other two. I didn't have a long relationship with the security guy. Actually, he was just coming out of training. So I cannot, I can't say it was like Remy or so many different people where I, I what would Remy do or what would Brian do was exactly the same thing, you know? So I can't swear to this with the other guy. But anyhow, one of the customers was injured. They had a knife. He took it away. One of them got cut with that knife. That sucks. Um, and uh, and it doesn't really matter how well you do with the neighborhood, whether or not you have kitty happy hour, and uh, and and you're friends with everybody or not. When things so something like that happens, and you have a liquor license, you're you're done. And uh, and I already had a sitting un, unresolved complaint uh, with regard to my security with ABRA less than one year beforehand. And, and that and that sealed the deal. I was able to sell the place. Kurt Large, the guy who bought it, is just he's a great he's another operator like Jeff Dawson. He has lots mm -hmm. of places. Great operator. Fucking does a great job. But he could have just waited me out and had got the place for free. But he actually bought it from me. Well, they, that's a good. You know, he, yeah, it was so cool. I mean, it's just good the dude. coolest thing. Yeah. We have another question for you from the, from the Misfits. It was in the next okay. generation. Yeah, we'll put your glasses on. A bar legends <laughs> that we should be keeping an eye out for. Well, that's really cool because it's so hard to spot. I mean, there's a there's a dynamic there's a yeah there's a there's a dynamism. There we go about a personality that it's not just knowing drinks, now to talk to people, and how efficient can you be in your active activities and your motions, but how well do you really connect with that client? And it's one of the fucking hardest things in the universe to have and do and just maintain if you're doing more than two or three shifts a week. Uh, and wow, that's a great question. I don't know that I'd, I don't know anybody sitting in the bullpen right now for that in terms of how I judge people in terms of legendary shit. Mm -hmm. Legendary shit's big shit. You know, there there's a couple dozen people that are still alive right now that have that. I don't, and I don't actually, my, I don't consider myself one of those people. I mean, it, it, I guess in terms of times at bat, maybe I could get in that, get in that category. But um, all I mean, the I guys like that, all, all the guys that I was in love with, like retired when COVID hit. I know, I, I know many bartenders that are not working nowadays. That would have been that person that, but they, they're not, they're not working anymore. Well, speaking right. of somebody who has retired because of COVID. Yeah. 
We have somebody for you. Man, I did not fucking retire. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I love you, DS Bizzle. This What's man up, is baby? my inspiration. <laughs> Drew Swift is my inspiration. Literally, uh, I just I want to be like him when I get young and beautiful again. You know, yes. I mean. Trophy yeah, wife is what you need to know about that. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't fit in the swimsuit, so I don't think you qualify. No, you're right. Bro. I don't. Yeah, exactly. What's up, babe? I'm good. really. This is a really cool thing. This is a very first time I've been on this show, and actually, I, I beg, I, I beg forgiveness for the fact that I was unaware that it existed, and all the stuff that you guys do and talk about with regard to how it impacts us and our industry and all that jazz. It's super cool. And now that I know about it, I want to, you know, I, I want to be here more often. And I definitely want to invite some more motherfuckers to get on here. Because it. it's, it's important. We are a community. I mean, we, we're we like, we're in a room full of 100 people, but they're together and it's right. you, mm-hmm. you know. So whenever we have the chance to have these connections, that's the best thing in the world. You know well, what I mean? Well, one of the things that is that we we preach is that we want to tell the story of DC before somebody else tells a story about DC. So, like our industry, we're not all yeah. fucking politics and in the military. We're a whole fucking city of us of misfits living in the district of misfits. Right. I mean, that's it. You know, in our intro that Boo says, you know, we want to be able to tell our story before someone tells it for us. Right. You know, wow. In our own words. That is the most awesome thing in the world because I'm Native American. And no, the, I don't want to say we don't tell our own story, but there are very few people listening to those people talking. But all the history that exists for us was written by somebody who didn't have our experience. Right. And right. that's exactly what you're talking about. And I respect the shit out of that because, you know, it's important. Yeah. It's really important. I mean, I feel like it's, you know, I mean, now, granted, we, the four of us are all... Um, our, our four hosts were all either former or current industry. So oftentimes, you know, we tend to be industry heavy, but, you know, I mean, it's like we, we want to focus on everything and anything DC, you know, and, uh, and then there's so many things that sort of transcend um, the different industries, you know, again, granted, most of our stuff will end up focusing on uh, the service industry because that's where, that's our wheelhouse. Yeah, but like, you know, this whole notion of people coming in and trying to like, you know, infiltrate our our city and our community and our industries and try and like speak for us and tell people how we live and what we want and how, you know, the experiences we have, they don't have any idea what we're talking about, you know, I mean, we want to, we want to circumvent that and we want to curtail that before that happens. That's, that's our, our that's our mission. mission. You know, all those bandits have a seven seven one zip code. <laughs> oh fuck that thing. Seven one seven area code. It's dog shit. <laughs> it's it, it's it's so important. It is so important that I mean, the essence of what is DC is that we include everybody. It's kind of the coolest thing about this area is we include everybody. I, I and. Uh, what you're talking about with regard to, I mean, this show not just being industry, because I, I mean, being the first time on here, I really, I mean, DCS fuck, that makes sense. This isn't just a whole bunch of bartenders here. I'm used to these kind of Zoom things where we're all just toe up from the flow up. Okay? <laughs> but, uh, 
but no, it, it goes out to the it goes out to the city, it goes out to the world. And right. you know, DC as fuck is DC as fuck, bro. It is awesome. This is a great place to be. It is, I mean, your your time, that's your that's your commodity, that's your currency. And the more mm-hmm. time you can spend here, the better it is for your heart, your soul, and everything else about you. It's fucking awesome here. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. So, Brian, you probably couldn't read Megan's comment because you didn't have Oh, no, because I'm old as fuck. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, I am. So, Megan Gay, she's one of our, our fuck yes. consistent uh. contributors and um, viewers of our show. So, yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, like this whole legend shit, as, as you know, I'm going back to the industry because that's pretty much what I know about. But, uh, but, as legend shit goes, I am not the guy who knows every drink in the universe. And I don't know the history of Drambuie or where the oranges were grown by Captain Fartass because of some stupid bullshit. Okay. I know what tastes good. I can feel you out in about three or four seconds and give you something that you might enjoy. And if nothing else, give you a taste of something you never had before. That's awesome. Okay. And well, that you know so in terms there's a lot of legendary bartenders in terms of what they can remember and what they can do i'm not that guy if if there's any legend associated with my ass it's because i'm this fucking old and i've been loving millions of people in this town for a really long time but that's about it because i don't know if there's anything really special about me oh dude drew swift wins you win bro he was me for halloween one time (laughs) i was high as shit walked into the bar with my wife and i looked at him behind the bar he had my my tattoo on the back of his head and i looked at my (laughs) wife and i was like i was like oh shit i'm working tonight literally that he he borrowed clothes from my wife that's awesome he was perfectly me and i walked out of the kitchen of the reef and i exactly that ass said to him Hey, bro, you can't have that fucking sword in here. Like, uh, uh, uh. It was pretty good. It was awesome. I love you. That was fucking moments of greatness, bro. That was fucking awesome. And that was Which 20 years ago. That was 20 years ago. Was I mean, ago? that was a long time ago. I don't know if you heard earlier, Drew, but uh, Brian was sucking your dick a little bit about how much he loved you. Oh, fuck you, man. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Diaz Bisley, you're an amazing human. Bro. So um, I need to get so a beer, but I'm listening. Go Brian, ahead. Uh, Brian picked me up when I was still in the Marine Corps. Okay. Uh, I started working the door at Bedrock in 1998. Yep, uh, sure. Woman I was dating at the time, like knew Brian, knew the place was cool, was like, this is right up your alley. And I came in for a job interview and Brian was like, so, bro, what do you do for a living? Like, what, you know, your girl tells me you're you're a fucking jarhead. And I was like, I'm a fucking jarhead. And he was like, so what do you do in the Marine Corps? And I was like, so I'm a close combat instructor trainer. I teach people how to teach people close combat. Hired. And he was like, yeah, man. Uh, you're hired. Okay, bro. You're so hired. what about all this other shit? And he starts talking to me, right? And we have like a 30-minute conversation. He was like, you know what, man? I really fucking love you, dude. I think I uh, I want to hire you. You're going to be hired. And I was like, I don't know, dude. Like Hired. You know, I, I was getting the feeling that he was hiring me because I knew how to crack heads. Right? And I told him that. And I was like, dude, I really am not trying to be that dude. I don't want to come in here and start a bunch of shit. I don't want to have to, like, throw people out. He was like, bro, you ever put your hands on somebody, you're fucking fired. If you can't do it with your mouth, then you don't belong in this building. I was like, fucking, I love wrong. you. He's not right? with that. Yeah. And that's where it was, man. That's what started it for us. 
Drew, I, I, I fell in love with you because you have just a real perspective, down to earth, nitty gritty, honest way of living and talking. I mean, and, I know and that how to was be great, motherfucker. Well, I, I mean, I knew that you know you being like who you are in the military and blah blah blah. You know, learning the art of arson and murder, which is you know it's an art, whatever. <laughs> That's real. But, uh, no, it's real. Yeah, no, it's true. But uh, but no, you just had a charisma that you still have, and it's and it's pretty cool, man. I mean, as long as you can hold that torch, you know. Uh, I almost died almost one year ago uh, this month. I had a pancreatitis attack. Oh my my pancreas, shit. my pancreas swelled up so much that it disabled the use of my diaphragm. Oh wow! And and I lost consciousness in my house. Uh, and it it happened very quickly. I lost consciousness in my house. Mel was Mel did the like because I was I'm I'm like not cool military at all, but I was in the Army Reserves and the Navy. But I don't want to tell any of those stories because they're all just drunkard stories. Okay, but uh, anyhow, Mel just got me. It's like on your feet. I stood up. I got in the car. She got me to his to Sibley. She's like on your feet. I stood up. I got on thing. Went back out, lost consciousness, but I woke up. They're giving me CPR at Sibling, and that was a year ago. And uh, and I'd already made a lot of changes in my life before then. But that was like that was like a, a ninety degree turn in what you're doing when shit like that happens to you. And uh, and it's it's just been really awesome to have a different perspective as a result of that because every day is more important now. I don't do bullshit. I don't like to do anymore. If it's something I don't want to do, fuck it. I'll pay it's somebody else to do it. I don't, I don't, I, I right. was a 90 hour work week motherfucker yep. my entire life. And I will never be that person again. And that's I what we said. have to be. That's what you and I talked about in pre-shift, you know, like till my brain injury, I didn't know how to slow down and I didn't know anything else. And then until something like that happens so you, don't realize that it's okay to not, it's okay to say no. <laughs> like, and to not no. do it. Yeah. You have to say yeah. no. If right. you say yes to everything, who the fuck are you? You're like a leaf blowing around on the street, man. You got no roots and you're not doing anything. Yeah. Uh, I was exactly. always a yes, man. I fucking hated that. I mean, I, I, I did the corporate restaurant shit for a while. I did mom and pops. And I never I never wanted to disappoint anybody when it came to my work. Like, I always wanted to work harder than the next person. Work harder, work harder. But I wasn't taking care of myself. And, you know, as we get older, it's we learn to. We had no choice. Yeah, well, it's like giving a sports car to a 17-year-old. You know, if you drive it like a 17-year-old does for a couple of years, and it's not a sports car anymore. It's like a fucking <laughs> Mad Max crash up derby motherfucker, you know? Yeah. Drew's real good at that. Drew and I used to smoke. Drew, you smoke cigarettes anymore? Fuck no, dude. I quit that shit like eight years ago. Copy. Well, we used to smoke like it was our job, like three to oh, five. Dude, we made a day. it look good. No, we made I, yeah. that shit look sexy. And it makes you smarter. Smoking a cigarette makes you smarter because if somebody <laughs> asks, "No, I'm serious." Listen, no, fuck you, man. I'm serious. No, listen, because somebody will ask you a question. They'll be like, "Well, Brian, when you're laying out this floor, how are you going to deal with the fact that those stairs are recessed in the corner?" And instead of like not knowing what the fuck you're talking about and having to talk right then you have the chance to get out your pack of smokes get the cigarette out <laughs> put it in your mouth light that motherfucker take a drag and be like 
Well, when you look at the total room, you have to diminish it by 18% because that's only six feet of this entire room. And this room is, you know, blah, blah, blah. But just giving yourself a second to think, which is what cigarettes did for me and a lot of other things. But uh, I mean, I just I knew that I was smarter. I knew I was saying things that made sense before my face opened up and just spat some shit on the floor. And then that's what cigarettes, <laughs> cigarettes are great at that. They're just great at that. You know? So cigarettes are also great for fires. So a story I was supposed to ask you about oh, shit. Was, was someone, saying, someone, someone saying to you, dude, you're on fire. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> a, <laughs> I was told I need this to hear this top story. five. <laughs> yeah, that, that and hey, when my yeah. lips... No, when my lips got sucked into the bottle, that's only, the only thing that can compete with this one. Uh, exactly. The floor is yours. All right. Well, a very, very, very long time ago. When I say very, very, very long time, that's three varies. And that, so that's, I'm talking 1984. Yeah, I was 18 years old. I had just lived in New York City and I moved back to Lincoln, Nebraska. Did I lose everybody? No, yep. you're still here. You're just the main focus. Uh, you're just okay, oh, that's terrible. Oh, dude, I don't, I don't like looking at me, but okay, whatever. But anyhow, <laughs> uh, but anyhow, this is a long time ago. I had just come back from New York City, uh, and I was living in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I was walking across a park from one party to the next, and I was wearing some pretty flamboyant clothing I bought at Andy, <laughs> Andy Cheapy's on 6th Avenue. I think it was on 6th Avenue. It's a long time ago. But it's uh, anyhow, I had a fuzzy spotted leopard furry cape <laughs> okay and i was wearing that over i think at a black string tank top gray big gerbo pants not mc hammer shit not low crotch shit but high crotch but baggy blah 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 world war one pilot spats leggings over combat boots okay that's my that's my garb i have a white cylinder of hair with no eyebrows I didn't have a mohawk then because it all got cut off. I did a bad job of shaving. But I had a white spike of hair and no eyebrows. Anyhow, I'm walking home from a party, from one party to the next. I'm walking home. And this carload of rednecks pulls up, to, up right next to me. And they slow down. And I'm like, okay, here we go. This is Nebraska. I mean, if you look like this, you, you hear get a haircut faggot like at least 50 times a day. Okay? If it's less than 30 times, it's a goddamn miracle. It's Nebraska in the eighties. And I look like I didn't live there. I look like I had been living in New York. That's the best way to put that. But anyhow, but this car slows down and I'm walking slow and it's driving real slow. And this guy leans out the window. He says, Hey man, you're on fire. <laughs> and, I, and, and literally, no, literally I'm thinking, and I'm actually, no, I was going home. Uh, but literally I'm thinking he's calling me a flaming homosexual. I mean, that's what's happening here. So I'm like, ice front, keep walking, ignore their ass. They don't exist. So I just keep walking. And they keep driving real slow. It's like emerald green Plymouth Fury, like this fucking three tons of whatever. But it keeps driving real slow right next to me. And the guy leans out and he says, I said, hey, man, you're on fire. And I'm sticking to my guns. I'm just ignoring their shit. But I'm coming up to the end of the block. And I'm like, fuck, here we go. I'm going to step off the curb. Because if I'm ignoring them, I just got to keep walking. I'm going to step off the curb. He's going to run me over. That's a deal. But I walk up to, I'm walking up to the intersection. And they do pull in front of me. And the guy's like, 
well, fuck you, man. I said you're on fire. And they drive away. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, one less ass whoop. And I've had many because, you know, raise your fleet, freak flag high. But I keep walking home. I got like three blocks or a while to get there. And my leg, when I lace up these British pilot spats that I was wearing over my combat boots, when I lace them up too tight, they're painful. And my leg is hurting. And I'm like, man, I got to unlace these motherfuckers. These hurt. Okay. But I just keep walking. And my leg is just hurting more and more. And I'm like, you know, I think I just need to stop. Now I'm like, nah, you're almost home. And then I heard like, and I realized that my entire right-hand side of my body was completely on fire. My pilot's leggings, my gerbeau cotton pants, my (laughs) fuzzy leopard spotted cape was on fire. I was giving off enough fire to like lighting up the neighborhood. Okay. I was a source of light, but I was so fucking wasted. I didn't know anything. Uh, I just, just, I just want to get home, bro. I mean, yeah, that's what was on my, well, on my way home, but I was on fire. I'm like, I was totally on fire. (laughs) Not just kind of on fire, but motherfucker was on, I was on fire. The dude, and the dude was doing me a solid. He's like, and he was in a whole carload of dudes on a Friday night at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock, trying to help me out. And I'm like, you know, I, I just didn't. You're like, fuck I just, you. I didn't say, I didn't, no, dude, check it out. I, I didn't even look at him. I was like, huh. So, like, the funny thing, yeah, that sucked. I got myself put out. I burned up a bunch of really expensive clothes. I did burn my legs, still have a scar, blah, 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 whatever. But, uh, yeah, it is. I mean, scars are great tattoos. That's a whole thing. But, uh, anyhow, the th- the funny thing about this story wasn't living through that experience. It was having told that story to somebody else. And having them say to me, yo, bro, those motherfuckers still live in Lincoln, Nebraska. They're still good friends. And at the end of the fucking Cornhuskers game, they're like, yo, bro, you remember when we saw that punk rocker burning down a fucking Lakers Avenue, motherfucker? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude, I totally remember that, man. He was like totally on fire. We're trying to save his ass. And he's like, fucking robot zombie motherfuckers, what he was, okay? <laughs> Because the reality of the matter was, I was on motherfucking fire, dude. I mean, <laughs> that's geez. amazing. He's just trying to do you solid. <laughs> Tried it, yeah. And I was a dick. Well, I was not a dick. I just was not playing. You were a dick. You, know? you were a dick. Fuck you, man. But yes. I was <laughs> All right. So we have another surprise for you. Um, Drew, you want to introduce our friend? Um, you know, just somebody that you know and love, uh, near and dear to your heart. All right. Someone who may have worked for you before. What up, B? Boom. Let's bring the fucking team oh, together, shit. son. Oh, my <laughs> God. I was just talking about Asher. I was not talking about Asher, but was I just talking about Asher? You were talking, you talking about Asher. I mean, you're a... Why well, you got Asher's Asher. name in your mouth? I already <laughs> said that because, you know what? It's so big, I try to spit it out. It doesn't come. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, oh, that was tough. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I wouldn't hey, I didn't really do that. That was worse. Sorry about that, homie. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was good. Actually, good? you look like a Sunday posture. Isn't this the Sunday um, posture when you, when you don't much. fucking move? You know, yeah. you're, 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 it's like food. <laughs> Sunday. Good. Had football. Good day. I clo- nice. well, I closed the crown last night. I didn't get home till five o'clock this morning. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah. And and, 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 and I, I can't believe I did that five nights a week for 
30 fucking years or whatever it was because I felt like a dog's ass on a rerun. That was terrible. You know what, Brian? You know what my favorite rule that Brian used to have was? Never call the closer before noon. I like 12.01? 12.01, he's in your ass. Right? <laughs> 11.59, <laughs> you're safe. It's a rule. I mean, I like it's, it's, rule. it's it's a rule. Yeah. Val, you talking, talking to you again? Siri was talking to me this time. Ah, okay. He's like, who the fuck is Brian Harrison? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Brian's phone did the same thing to him. Yeah, I had an argument with Siri a second ago, and she who won. The is, who the fuck is Brian Harrison? Bitch, Actually, you don't know. Come she on. Was like, she was no, like, no, let no. me know what happened on Bike Hunt. Brian Harrison <laughs> Brian Harrison is the John Smith of Washington, D.C. If you fucking like look in a phone booth for, I mean, not phone booth, phone, phone book. Booth. Yeah, like anybody has, fuck you on both of all that shit, okay? I'm old. <laughs> all right, there we go. But they, there are literally like 114 Brian Harrisons in Washington, D.C. You know, right. and I and I want to be like every single one of those guys, you know? <laughs> Do you? Yeah. All right. <laughs> So farmer's top, gin, it's good stuff. I on top, <laughs> top of, on top of this party, we have one more person still to come. Uh oh, exciting! Like it's, it's like I don't know who could it be. I, like, I, I, I'm getting some feedback on the on the voice. Are you guys getting that? Is are you guys having a solid audio feed? Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. Yeah. Sound better like this. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a flavor. <laughs> it's just my voice, I guess. Just turn the go. bass down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I got it going on, man. I can't hear you. <laughs> we hit it. Uh, Teddy told me to call all these people, man. So I'm Here gonna go. hit me on the speaker. You might have a cancellation or echo cancellation on your thing. Oh, we can't hear you now. Now you're now you're muted. Hit the mute button. Now you're muted, <laughs> it's the speaker button. <laughs> <laughs> that, there you go. <laughs> All right. All right. Sorry about Here. that. Excuse me. Uh, no, no. This is entertaining as hell for me. It's, at least it's not me this. It's not me this week. Yeah, right on. <laughs> Drew can tell you mascot for this kind of stupid shit. I mean, I owe I owe Drew a show. So this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, last time I was on this shit, we went to like one thirty in the morning. <laughs> it's true. Marcus went to twelve thirty, but kept going to one thirty. That is true. Yeah. All right, here we go. I'm, we go. I'm usually in bed by ten. Oh, oh boy, faded. Oh <laughs> this boy, this is gonna get interesting, isn't it? No, I think oh, I'm no. faded. I don't know what happened to his. Uh... Well, because his oh. phone's about to die. Oh, <laughs> no, it's faded. That's the whole thing. <laughs> Tell him to charge it sometime. Rub some fun. Oh, see, that was a cameo. It was Hassan. Hey, where's Boo? Yeah. Well, Boo was supposed to be on around like 10, 15, 10 30, but his job, they're not done. Okay. He also knows that it's me, so it's going to run like quite a bit late at the end of it, you know? Oh. We're really good at the 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Team faded. It's Hassan. I know. Are you a Johnny Jeans? <laughs> What's that? Is he a pistola? Is that oh, yeah. Wait, is that Town Tavern? 
I'm in front of Tavern. <laughs> you know, Town really? Tavern's internet sucks, so. You just... <laughs> I'm on. <laughs> I'm coming up. Walk up to Trist. They'll help you out. Hassan. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Faded. Totally faded. faded. Exactly. You're given a new definition of team faded. <laughs> <laughs> What's that sports show where they like X out the guy on the screen or like e? Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, round shit. the round the horn. Yeah, yeah. you're yes. Tony yeah. Reality does that shit. Yeah. Yo, Brian. Tony yeah. Reality, the dude who hosts that show, used to live in the fucking condo that burned down in like 04 up by the reef. Yeah. Remember oh, on Colorama? Yeah, I know. He was I one know. of our regulars. No, I know. I know that cat. I've been, I've known that for a long time. I mean, it's really, so you think about DC and it's not like it makes you a cool person, you know, because we're all cool people. I don't care who you are, <laughs> where you live, or who you hang out with. But being in Washington, DC. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah. But being in DC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to rub elbows. Now look at that shit. Damn. <laughs> Muzzle flash at six inches. <laughs> that, was my, that was our former friend Hassan. He felt good. <laughs> On 18th Street, it was that night. Oh my God! <laughs> I told you this would be a good time, Asher. <laughs> I mean, how does anybody else want to join? Since Team Faded faded out. <laughs> well, you know, I somebody else just asked. I, I don't. I mean, know. Leonard's I think, asking if he could join. You no, know, I'll be honest. I mean, if I put my feelers out, this tree would be deeper than it is tall you know what i'm saying i mean yeah. well we do a dcs fuck show once a quarter um so maybe we do a whole reunion i would, reunion. I would love that a reef reunion a reef reunion a reef oh shit you created hundreds of children okay like <laughs> we're, we're a voting block in the district of columbia i mean there's not that much grandma in the city oh shit <laughs> I just wish I was more into Guinness back then. I wouldn't make, you know, I mean, it would have been better. Fuck no, dude. We were drinking Deconic back then, and we were drinking well. Do you still have any of the glassware? Because I, I just found some. Fuck no, dude. Fairy made me throw all that shit away <laughs> years ago. Okay, all right. Well, okay. Hey, Asher, you want some cool Deconic glassware, nope. man? <laughs> nope. Come on, dude. No, I know there's a great bar. You can sell that, though. <laughs> the only thing I sell is love, baby. We love it. Yeah. Farmers, uh, can. It's really good. Stuff. <laughs> right on, right on. How much did it take you that? Val? What did you? What? <laughs> Call of action, please. Wait, I'm not ready. You can't tell me to do that when I don't have it in front of me. Should always be ready. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? Now? You can, you can find Hello. It. Hello. 
You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the District of Misfits Show. On Twitter at DC Misfits. Yeah, you finally hit it. On YouTube, you can find us on our District of Misfits Show channel. Like, um, subscribe, and share, motherfuckers. Yes, please. On Twitch, District of Misfits. And if you'd like to fi- buy, purchase some of our wares, you can go to www.crushingdc.com. You don't have to do www. Whatever, I did anyway. <laughs> I don't think you need to do that anymore. I think but everybody I understands it, that. I did it anyway because it was written right there. If you'd it, like to be a guest on our show, or if you'd like to create your own podcast and amplify amplify your voice, please email the show at gmail.com. And you get also get the uh, mask that he's showing off, Hassan. Yes. Is he frozen again? Hassan's got one of our original Gators, the District of Misfits show. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. I thought you just said mass adhesion a second ago. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Mass adhesion or that. Yeah. Well, yeah. duct tape, it doesn't fix everything, but it makes it quiet. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it does. <laughs> I love the sound of when you shut the fuck up. I love that. <laughs> Hassan, are you with us? Are you with us, Hassan? Hassan is froze. He's froze again. (laughs) Froze. But it's okay because he has that district of misfit. That's why I left it up. That's why I haven't taken it off this time. (laughs) I'm going to leave him up the whole time. So here I got. I I do have some pictures. I guess. (laughs) Man, you're you're our new Jamie. Tonight, you're our Jamie. This is what happens with Jamie almost every show. <laughs> which, which Jamie? Jamie Diogno or who? Oh, no, 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 no. No, this is Jamie. I'd love to find his ass. Who? He's out in Cali, bro. He's married no, with a kid. Beautiful family. He's happy. Yeah. Well, he's like the Jackie Chan porn star crazy motherfucker that we all want to I mean, he's the fucking Filipino for sure, dude. He is Filipino. Is he, is he Filipino? Is, he yeah. Might be, he might be my cousin. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, dude. Got the same kind of shit going on. I got to be honest, okay? Jamie Diokno was probably one of the smoothest motherfuckers I've ever met. Top like, four, like, cool, like the backside of the pillow. <laughs> we were so lucky, dude. <laughs> when the reef opened, we had more talent in that place I than stole any other bar I've ever seen. I stole everybody. Hands down, no questions asked. <laughs> I remember there was, so I was one of those idiots that opened and volunteered to open the reef with Brian. We used to sleep and on rolls of carpet while we were building this shit out because we didn't go home at night. It's we'd true. The night before, we would work all day. We'd go back to work at the bedrock and then we'd go back. It was And just it, keep I swapping. A lot of harp. We drank a lot of harp and ate a lot of yeah. pizza. Um, it was, it was insane. So like back then, that's when the Washington city paper, had just kind of started doing the best bets shit, you know, and best of shit. Yeah. And like Fritz Hahn had just broken into the Washington post back then and like loved Brian, love Brian. Brian could do no wrong for Fritz back in the early days. Uh, and so he was at the reef. He was at the reef a bunch. And I think the reason he was at the reef is because, Everybody just 
treated him like another customer, not like he was Fritton, you know what I'm saying, walking in the door. Uh, But the talent that we had was fucking ridiculous. And I just remember when I ran the bar there for the first fucking seven years, it was like every single year we came in second fucking place and goddamn the Washington like city papers best of. And it was always every single fucking time we lost to the old Ebbett. And that's fucking that's trash. Years, that is fucking that trash. shit broke my heart, man. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> uh, talking, we, did, we got DC's best rooftop 10 of 11 years. Oh, yeah. Every year. The W, the Every w year. opened up. They took it away. I thought they would have it from there on out. That was like in year four. I was like, okay, well, they spent a shitload of bread. That's their, that's their gem. But uh, – but no, we, we never spent a penny that, on that. Shit. We had it every year since until we close. Yeah. yeah, it's nice to be outside. I mean, it sucks being outside. I mean, like literally when it's 150 degrees outside on that deck, you know, and like you got to set up and work a 13 or 14 hour shift in front of a bunch of want to get laid, really thirsty motherfuckers for a long time. I mean, it, that was that was diesel. We used to ice the deck. We literally would bring yeah. the ice bring the temp down. on the deck and just throw ice on the deck so the ice would cool the deck and the water would evaporate to create a circumstance that was even f- capable for customers Dude, in July, man. We that made shit. that rooftop the first outdoor space that was open year-round through the winter. Yeah, I love the that first place. winter that we there. opened that shit, we had propane and we hauled propane up the fucking three flights of stairs. Forty-two tanks a week, day. bro. Forty-two tanks a week. Jesus, God damn, that out. is a hell of a lot of propane. Yeah, I used to, I used to go to seven heaters, a tank a day. Now talking about a lot of something, I was told a story about mineral oil. Uh, <laughs> that's on you, Drew. Do you, who who do you want to tell the story? I mean, Drew was better at it because he was already the one. He was the one doing it. Drew, you should tell that story. All right. Mineral, so, yeah. Brian's masterpiece for the refit. Never worked time. out. It sucked. It never worked out. <laughs> no, because the fucking turd was always there. That's why I heard about this. Time. Anyway, so he's the center cap to this shit was. A tray that hung above the bar with a fish pump that circulated <laughs> mineral oil throughout it to make it look like a constant tide washing over coral <laughs> above the bartenders. Right. So at the time, and I didn't even think about it, I was like, let's fill it up with fucking water. And Brian's like, can't do water, bro. Algae. Evaporate. So now. It's motherfucking like February of 2002. And he's got us scouring every fucking CVS in the city for baby oil. Because that's what mineral oil is. So me. It doesn't evaporate. It doesn't evaporate. Right? So me, this fierce fucking woman named Alex Aslan, and our homeboy, Hippie, right? We were all down at the CVS in DuPont. And they had a fucking shit. You know the one right there on the corner of 17th and P? Where the old fucking blockbuster used to be, right? So we roll up in there, man, and I'm like, they got a whole aisle of baby oil, right? 
big, small, short, tall. And we just pull up. Aloe vera flavored. We pull up, okay. We pull up a fucking shopping cart and basically straight up, like, just start clearing the shelves <laughs> with our hands, right? And we've got, like, every ounce of baby oil we can get. And so we go up to the fucking counter and it's like, there's no self checkout back then, right? <laughs> like, you know. 35-year-old fucking AGM of CDS and DuPont he starts rigging <laughs> us out. And he was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> and our boy Hippie looks up and was like, yeah, we're opening in a bar. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing in this place? And he was like, it's 21 a party. Anybody can come at 18. And they fucking threw us out, dude. They fucking threw us out. No, I thought, not let us... box of condoms. I thought it was a condoms. Did he ask for a box of condoms? He I heard did ask for a box of condoms. No, he, he like got all the baby oil in the entire fucking store and then he asked oh, for fuck. condoms. Just broke. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, fuck you, get out. Okay. I mean, like, they had to reshelve all that shit. That wasn't easy for them to say no to that. That had been an easy $1,000. Yeah, they wouldn't sell it to us. They threw us out. <laughs> I, I we bought like five thousand dollars worth of baby oil. It was the most easily you've ever seen in your life. It was the day before open. Everything else was done, and I look up and I'm like, "Oh shit, let's get some baby oil." And, and so my, the thing, my the thing that we didn't know that ruined it. Got baby oil, all the baby oil, the entire city, Virginia, Maryland. <laughs> we had all the baby oil. We got forty four gallons of baby oil. Yep. Some of them is six ounce containers at a time. Okay. Oh my god. And the only thing it did was it hold in suspension all of the dirt and dust that was in the fucking ceiling, spin it around <laughs> into his fucking centrifuge, and make a nice big turd right in the middle of the bed. Right about the middle of the bar. Exactly. And in fucking ten years, we couldn't figure out how to unfuck that. Thing. No, we tried. No, do I know? Well, we did. Yeah, did we, we do it? I mean, like I was like slow puffing on a tube, trying to like push <laughs> it out. Okay, I know. I'm sorry. It was real. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> if it's gonna be that type of party, I'm sticking my dick in the mashed potatoes. Ooh. <laughs> well, if you can't suck start your own Harley, you don't deserve the bike, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Are we oh, still really good? I would recommend it to everybody. I don't like <laughs> <laughs> Sour right. Diesel sponsored. Yeah. Oh yeah, hell yeah. But we you, have it. I mean, I fucked up. I was drinking whiskey earlier, and then I recommended pedophilia. And and so like I had to switch. You recommended I mean, no, literally. I, was, I don't even know how it happened. One of the commentators was like, "Pedophilia is okay," and I'm like, "The fuck no!" They're like, "Well, you just said it was cool," and I was like, "The hell I did!" They're like, yeah, you did. I was like, "No longer on the menu." <laughs> What's in a farmer's gin? It's I told him a joke. I told him that joke. Oh, you were here for that. Okay. All right. We have another entry into the orgy. Oh, my God. They is it team faded? Like, Brian, shut the fuck no, up. No, I cut no, team, team faded. Team faded is done. He, 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 he his faded. Fo- his he phone faded. He yeah, faded. His phone was dying. He faded. Oh. Hey. 
Put those you glasses on. Glasses. <laughs> <laughs> if I could scratch and sniff the screen with Lenny, I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> like her neck and fucking victory. Okay. Right. <laughs> I love it. You know, okay. I have taken, we've had so many uh, Antica shots together. I miss you so much, bro. <laughs> I don't know where you're at right now, but I'll send Sherlock out. We'll find that shit. I'm, I'm on the street. I'm on the street. Well, <laughs> there's a bench in DuPont that's just to the left of the fountain on the right-hand side. I'm just kidding. But, yeah, I've been known to sit there and kind of chill out. You know, yeah. being alone. There, man, you lost out, man. That's a good one. What? I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's so funny. Um, when I hear you talk story, I love it so much because they're so brilliant and you've got such a rich history. Like, Brian, the, the things that I've sat at your bar and learned, I just love. You know what I mean? Like, get down on the ground. Like, uh, when you opened the bottom of the reef and you were like, I'm going to give you a shot and it's going to be like, what was it? Jumping out of the uh, plane? I don't know. I don't know. It was so much well, you know, the reality of the matter is the first floor of the reef turned into like a booty fest from hell. <laughs> but, but in the beginning, the bottom floor of the reef, no, the, in the beginning, the bottom floor of the reef, we had Firkins down there. I mean, mm -hmm. all some of y'all, Drew Swift will remember we had Firkins on the first floor. Every Thursday. And I would tap those early. Firkin is a gravity poured real ale. It's a spectacular way to enjoy beer. I mean, it's actually probably one of the best ways you can drink a beer, and nobody's going to sell that in DC right now because of COVID. And what Brian Bolt say about his job when he got the reef is that he was actually underground before that. So well, you were actually yeah. underground for the first time, but still on the bottom floor of your own restaurant. Oh my God, dude. Being at the Crown and Crow is so tough right now. Being in a basement. It's about to get cool, but I am I'm, I'm 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 tired of waiting for it to happen. Okay, I'm. I think you got another season waiting for it to happen because it's been really slow. Yeah. For a really long yeah. time. Yeah. And and you know what? This airplane needs wind, speed, and attitude, which I got all those motherfuckers. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. Indeed. And I got right now. I got none of that. I'm I'm sitting on a tarmac going like. <laughs> That's gonna be a fucked up meme, okay? If you guys do that shit, I'm gonna hurt you, okay? No, not like that. I'm not inviting all of your viewers to do something stupid like that. I forget how big of a platform this stuff is. Harper Shin, it's really good. Have some. I will right now. Cheers. Again, if I liked to drink gin. Your plug of it has, would have made me really want to drink gin. Only mean people drink like gin. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> well, regu regularly. Like every day at 1 p.m. <laughs> no, well, the thing is, I hated the Trevor. I woke up with I, I woke up with a tattoo of, of hickeys. At a party one time, this is in the early 80s. I had a really great time. We had this, <laughs> we had this party. You know those, you know those fish bowls that look like really big wine glasses? I was a complete drug addict, alcoholic, crazy motherfucker in the middle 80s. I'm sorry. My family, if you're watching this now, I'm sorry about that, but it's freaking you knew it. Okay. 
But we bought these like big ass 164 ounce like cool goblets at the fish store. And we're like, let's have a martini party. Yay! Because all my friends are crazy as I am. So we had like bought a shit of these glasses and we had this huge martini party. And I passed out in the first 12 minutes of it. I was like out. <laughs> I was on the on the bed where the coats all get piled, okay? That's the whole thing. <laughs> well, has anyone seen a, a picture of skinny Brian Harrison? It's funny yeah. you say that because... Oh, shit. Sure. <laughs> Oh my God! You know what? I was not cool back then, but I was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> like a, but like a, a, a soup bowl of vodka. Not <laughs> that's a great picture. That's yeah, a really it is. Picture. That's a great picture. That's Big Hunt, bro. That was twenty-seven years ago in Washington D.C. Do you want to tell the baby? Uh, I weighed one hundred and sixty-five pounds, and had the. I actually he. That guy had a very optimistic view of this city. And and I would love to admit to the fact that I still have most of that right now. And that guy went downstairs to a group of 200 people that had broken into the back door. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that's on. It was 70 people. That's a great story. Go ahead. Uh, Oh, oh, they, oh, we're doing story questions. I got you, bro. Right on, right on. All right, we're telling right story on, story on. Story time. You can put up that pic. That same guy had 200 people on their belt. Well, it's it's command presence, and Drew knows about this. Command presence. You hit him fast, you hit him hard, and you maintain a level of control. Only, it's only possible as long as they are terrified. I mean, and that's, that's what happened. But I was, I, was, I was thicker than that back then. I was... New to the hunt, I was 165. By by the time, honest question, honest question, honest question, one eighty five. I'm too honest. Question before you continue: Were you opening bottles with your arm? Yes, of course, bro. Okay, I have a callus (laughs) here. No, I still have a callus from that. That's never going to go away. I mean, like literally a million bottles. A million callus there. You do, but nobody does twisties anymore. Everything is a fucking. Everything's a need a fucking machine. Know, which I ha- am, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> that might be more interesting than the story. So Brian Harrison could get off a champagne bottle cork with his arm. He opened everything with his elbow. Yeah. Every Bud Light. Every. You guys ever do that? You guys have ever seen anybody do that? You guys have. Oh yeah. Astronauts cut the fuck out of our forearms. You can shoot them into the fucking bucket, bro. That's the whole thing. So when you're good and you're like. Ninja shit, you're like, like you get the bucket. I can never do it though. I'm sorry, that was ridiculous. He shot it into the bucket, and I was like, that's next level. (laughs) Your dump bucket, you know, we don't add to the burden. You know, your barbacks work hard as fuck all the time, and I don't know why they make bar mats the same dimension as a bar cap. That is some evil, torturous, fucking next level bullshit that that some evil person invented because there's no reason for that at all. That should not be. But not to interrupt, you're so uh, they broke into the back door. Oh, no, here you go. All right, crackhead Tyrone. It's a Thursday night, man. We already had this <laughs> half. No, this is a big hunt. This is a long time ago. Never been a big hunt. It was a cool spot. It was terrible, but it was very cool. 
But uh, anyhow, Crackhead Tyrone was my bar back. We'd already shut the other side. <laughs> I don't even think that was a Tuesday. We never had the other side open. But Crackhead Tyrone rolls up to me, and we all got a name, and that was his. I, don't, I never knew my own name. told me that shit. But Crackhead Tyrone comes up, and he's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Brian, there's like a 1,000 people downstairs. There's like a 1,000 people downstairs. And you got to do something about that. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like I, I, the only way I got a bartending shift at the big hunt, because nobody quit, nobody ever left. The staff stayed the same forever. I did security for 18 months. I had experience as a bartender. I still couldn't get behind the bar. But they had this other spot in the basement that was Lee Wheeler's workshop. I said, if I can build that as a bar, will you guys let me use it? They're like totally and i'm like all right because i'm a carpenter i built that as a bar we created the downstairs basement bar at the big hunt blah 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 now, it was a comedy show it's hugely successful hugely successful oh hugely. my god well i don't I, know i've been to i've been to i've been to a few comedy shows down there i yeah. got electrocuted at that bar it was so fucking wild as shit. you tested it out <laughs> no we just opened it i had extension cords in a puddle of water i'm standing in beer I grab a thing and I go to ring something up and I'm like, they had, they have a thing where they have the New York doors where you open them up and you shoot stuff down from the street, like down. Like I delivered beer for a while and we would underground, like shoot it down the sidewalk. It's totally crazy place. Right. When I am, I mean, goddamn, I'm sidetracked five times now. But here we go. That same ramp for street delivery, if you live in a big city, that's how they deliver kegs. Right. If you're in New York City, Boston, Washington, D.C., blah, blah, blah. There's That's how you deliver kegs. There's a hole in the sidewalk. You slide the kegs down. I don't know where you're at, where your viewers are from, but that's just the truth of the matter. That's the only place I know in D.C. But they shot down this Hoff Stevens keg, and Drew remembers those because they didn't have handles. They were round. They were terrible kegs. It's how all beer kegs were until – the 90s and they didn't have handles and they were hard to stack and they were all dented up but they were called hop stevens kegs but yeah this dude from hop and wine yeah shot a keg down i'm signing for deliveries at the big hunt i this is a great story this is a great story it's a great story i haven't i haven't thought about this in a long time but, uh, but we had a bunch of tires at the bottom of the ramp where they would send the kegs down and the kegs would land on the top. That's how it worked out. But this dude, like they're hucking kegs down because they're keg delivery drivers. And the only thing they're more angry about is the fact they have to wake up tomorrow. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, anyhow, but this fucking keg bounced off the tire, did like a half a flip, landed and split on the weld seam of the keg. Okay, this is, uh, no, it's, uh, 50 liters. It's not a 50, it's not a anyhow. But the keg opens in the middle <laughs> and it turns into a brick of foam that oh, is wow. the size of the entire room. And the big hunt, because it's such a primitive ass motherfucker, has a breaker box that's not a breaker box. It's a bunch of wire stuck in a metal thing. Okay. <laughs> so that's just how it was. And this keg explodes. I'm like, there's like a tear gas bomb goes off. It's like, poof, okay, you're fucking wet now. But the keg splits, soaks everything. And I'm thinking, this sucks. I got to clean this shit up. And then I start smelling an electrical fire that's happening directly <laughs> behind me. 
Okay. Yep. Because it's an electrical fire. Okay. <laughs> and what do you do when your breaker box is on fire? Dude, you're on fire. Dude, nuclear box. <laughs> okay. You're just fucking done. Okay. I'm just glad it was hot enough that it cooked off the beer and it got good in a second because I called my one one. But uh, no, you were talking about that ramp. So that's a great ramp story. That big hunt beer delivery system kind of sucked cock in hell, bro. That it's was the only thing. That was terrible. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. It was just. It's, it, it, I mean, my life is like that, though. I mean, like, literally, I'm not, I'm, I feel very lucky. I've had. I've had the best of all possible experiences and there is no way in the world that a poor ass fucking growing up in a trailer house in South Dakota motherfucker could ever wind up where I'm at doing what I'm doing right now around the people that I'm lucky to be with and have a chance to love and respect the time that I have. Gratitude is I, I feel fucking amazingly lucky for this shit because I don't know. I mean, the whole deserve it shit. It's that's just the fucking truth, though. Cheers, guys. I love you. Cheers. I'm very glad to be invited to this. Thank you very much. Well, Brian, you've been kind all your life, and you've been kind to me all of my life that I've known you. I helped you build that bar. I can't. You're amazing. Gallon salt water up those fucking stairs. And I I loved it. You know what I mean? It was so heartbreaking. You know, I, I posted earlier that I wanted to call in because I remember being on the phone with your dad while you were measuring the distance between joists. Wow. Do you remember that? Yes, of course. Oh, we had, our fish tanks were crazy. That was a ton of weight. We put a ton of weight. Right, but you had- We slid that reef tank around five different positions. Fuck, wow. No, this right? is an unbelievable amount of weight. We had 1,700 yeah. gallons of saltwater fish tanks on it in our second-story building. And you had we had the that at all, but we made it. That it. Way. Remember that? Yeah, of course. Because you were on the you were on two buildings upstairs. Yeah, that was that was wild. You know, you know, like, you know these incredible challenges create like incredible chances to come up with unbelievable ideas. Yeah, and until you're challenged, you don't have any ideas. You're just waiting at the ready. Okay, here's a rich nugget full of shit that I can't wait to do something with. And if nobody ever talks to you about what are we doing next, you're not going to do anything next. And I love it when you're put in a position where you're always having to think and always have to come up with some shit because that keeps you young. You, I'm not ripe yet. I'm 54 years old. When I'm 87, I'm going to hit ripe nests. I'm going to work that shit till my fruit falls off the vine at 101. Okay, fuck 100. I mean, that's a bullshit fucking finish line. 101 means you meant it, okay? And and that's my goal, actually, because... Come in sideways with the tires on fire. <laughs> no, dude, like, I, 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 this sounds fucked up, and this is weird. I don't eat sugar. I don't eat any starch. I don't use starch anymore. Uh, I was down 62 pounds, but it made me look really old. And, and, at, and at 55, the whole maintenance of bone structure and all this other shit means that you got to go like work out and stuff, which I really haven't done. I've just worked. Right. Uh, but now when you get into my phase of life, if you don't do the maintenance, you can't keep a sports car. And that's always going to be the truth. And you can bullshit yourself about what the sports car is. Because it's a 1966 model, okay? Ford Ranger. <laughs> you still longboard to work? I still do. Oh, yeah. I still longboard. I, I longboard. I still, I still skate. I still ride. 
uh, it's the only way this is going to continue to work is if I continue to work it. Right. So you're wor still working out. I mean, do you, do you not consider that a workout? Do you just consider that a commute? No, I'm just saying that I had to add some like bullshit gym resistance training to like keep up with shit. You know, that's sure. all I'm trying to say. Sure. No, I don't even know that it's necessary, but it's, it's, it's what's recommended and it seems to make sense. You know what I'm saying? And are you doing it's that? About, it's not about iron. It's, it's about uh, collagen. Y'all need to do more collagen. Just so y'all know. You need to hydrate. I have lost a ton of fucking weight. And I'm sorry to say this, but yeah, I look better than I should. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, these guys know this, what I'm talking about. All right. Most, I was at the top of a dead pool for a decade. And the fact that I'm still here almost died last year. So I guess I almost counts. But uh, no, hydration and collagen and protein. You can keep up with that shit, you're good. Stay away from fried food. If I said lost and found, is that a bad joke? Not at all, man. I love lost and found. That's a great spot. I mean, literally, that's a great spot. And Brian, their, their, their uh, beer selection, I'd throw that against anybody in the entire city. Built, I mean, come on. I mean, come on. You know. <laughs> I mean. You know what I will say? Brian said earlier that Mel saved his life, right? Yeah, she keeps Told him to get on his feet. She get keeps his ass it. out. Yeah. I went to Lost and Found with my wife and some of her friends from college when Brian was working one night. Yeah. And my wife passed out in the middle of the bar from TSS. And wow. she uh she doesn't drink. She wasn't drinking that night. And Brian's wife saved her ass, dude, because she snatched her up, grabbed a security guy by the neck, <laughs> pile-drived him through the fucking room, yanked out the two 20-somethings in the bathroom, shoved my wife in there, and got her fucking back together and relevant. Wow. And I owe Mel to this day for that, bro. <laughs> yeah, I love we need, have, we need to have a Scorpio birthday party, bro. Oh, what the fuck? It's when was the last time. time we did that? It's our time. You want to come to my birthday? It is. It is. You want to come to my birthday party? It's on. I would love to. I always would love to come to your right. birthday we'll party. We'll talk later. I don't put this shit on the internet. I'm gonna Can we bring everybody with us? Party is, is it oh higher? All the misfits invited? Can we at least bring the Everyone six of us in a video camera? Everyone on this screen is invited. Okay. <laughs> You know, I don't everybody behind the screen, maybe not so much. <laughs> let, let me let me let me add let me add one more person to the screen. Oh, let's bring it. There's Oh, and then he's there. He's at work still. We've this is a you, picture. Boo. No, he's he's just still at work. He no, he just knew I was gonna be on tonight. He was like, I don't want you that shit. Oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Harrison. I mean, come on, bro. Fuck that dude. Yeah, fuck that dude. I'm serious. <laughs> You might even need two fingers for that kind of fuck that dude, okay? Right on. So I'll give ten? you three. Read between the lines. Powder freezes 93. No lines, baby. No lines. Man. At 10.54, I texted, I texted Boo, and I was like, are, are you going to be able to make the show? And he goes, it's not looking good. Three out of seven trucks loaded. So He's, well, having, he's having a night. Yeah. That's right, Boo. We love you, dog. It was to be done by ten. Wow. Hey, this this took a long time. It's like it's like waves in a in an ocean. 
my daughter does uh, supply chain management for the farmer's dog, like a human grade dog food company for animals and pets and blah, blah, blah. But uh, she actually saw this coming before even COVID happened. And and like literally being able to divert resources because we all, I mean, I ran out of Guinness. I didn't totally run out of Guinness. What the fuck? <laughs> I did not run out of Guinness. Hey, bro, do me a favor, pour that shit to Troy. <laughs> no, we never ran out, ran out. No, I mean, they're making it. Never ran out, ran out. But we got really close to run out of Guinness. And in my bar, you can't run out of Guinness because it's this powers this engine. Okay. Guinness, <laughs> okay? It's, it's a V Guinness. But isn't okay. it? Oh. <laughs> it's advertising for everybody. <laughs> He's a billboard. Farmers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's let's talk about a billboard for a little bit. Let's talk about your brand right now a little bit more. Love it. While we have you here, let's talk about your virtual tours. Oh, thank you, bro. Yeah, it's another thing I got into. Uh, when COVID happened, I actually, I'll be very honest, I didn't think we'd make it. I thought that bars were fucked. And I, and I thought, like, one of the most bulletproof parts of the universe was the fact that people are going to drink when they're depressed and they're going to drink when they're happy going to drink when they're poor and they're going to drink when they have money. Uh, yeah, this actually so is a now, virtual tour. That so explain, explain, explain exactly what this is. What are we looking at right now? Okay, I own 360 cameras and have gone to school to understand different types of photographic uh, enhancement software programs and, uh, and just the software to run sophisticated camera stuff now Wee. Wee. but uh this is a virtual tour this is um, fun i like this this is kind of cool yeah this is a virtual tour of the crown and crow that wall if you want to zoom back to the left again actually this is my bar that i own currently right now in, in uh 14th street in logan circle this is charcoal on plywood and uh i had i really struggled with the crown it was very tough it's very the funny story is my partner in this bar was like i said i said we're gonna do a mural there and he's like i got a guy and i was like no i'm gonna do the mural he's like no i got a guy and and he was like no dude i got a guy and i was like ben i'm gonna do the mural so that was just the way it was going to be and many months later it was time to do the mural and the heat was on i mean the pressure was there it was crazy because i said i'm the dude and i've never done this before Not you're really. like i'm the guy <laughs> I, I, I said I'm the guy, but anyhow, uh, I knocked this out in one day. I did one eight day. hours straight. Uh, it's all charcoal on uh, plywood. It's uh, it's. I use four different types of sprays to keep it safe from graffiti people. But you know, I don't even want to put that on the air right now. But uh, but you did. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, Drew? I mean, like, if you cannot invite that good movie thing and that plot, then you can't live the film. You know what I'm saying? I do. Not. Yeah. Well, I'm higher than you are then. Right on, right on. I never said that. I just did on tape. But uh, no, that's the bar. This bar was built in 1896. I brought it here from Philadelphia. It was a neat spot. It is a neat spot. We're there now. 
Uh, all the light fixtures, those are halothanes above the bar. They're from the 20s. All the chandeliers are at least 100 years old. Uh, it's two rooms. There's a lot going on with the Crown and Crow, uh, which is, is kind of neat uh, because I have the little locals regulars bar that exists in the front room, and it's always open to the public. What's the history have, tag, Brian? Say again. Oh, that's a history that's, tag. Oh, no. You, if, if, if you're on my, actually, this is a virtual tour. It's on my uh, website. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. The virtual tour is pretty cool. And you, did you see the one that uh, Asher got? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Big shout out for that because that's finally up. It looks great. I love you. And I just updated, I, I updated that site because they advanced, they gave me an update on software. You have pulsing hotspots. But basically, the bar that we did was we brought to it a new space with no concrete, no floor, no plumbing, no electrical, no anything. We brought a bar from an old bar in Philadelphia, and uh, we put it in the Crown and Crow. I restored the bar myself. It was in terrible shape. You can see that right there. The image on the top is what it looked like. That trough, actually, they put they wrapped this bar in marble. In 1924, this was a factory bar for the Bud BUDD railcar manufacturing plant in East Falls, Philadelphia, in the turn of the century, 18-1900s. Okay, and and after a while, they're like, "Fuck this!" They just put in marble and a trough, and this was a men's only bar. That was a pisser, like a real pisser. There's a thing called a pisser, and what I mean by that is, there was men only there, and they would just be on the wall. And they would just keep drinking it was until it's their time to go. Oh wow! Yeah, and the paintings actually in that middle in that middle image. If you uh, scroll back down a little bit, there we go. If you look uh, back up a little bit, tiny. I'm sorry. Actually, you know what? I should show you. Well, no, yeah, right there. There. Right there. yeah. These two paintings. The owner of the bar uh, had to replace all the mirrors because the silver was coming off. This bar was only a, basically a block and a half off the water. And it just cooked all the silver off the back of the mirrors from the 1800s. So he had to replace all the mirrors, but he couldn't afford to replace all of them. So he paid a local, a regular, uh, to the two paintings on the far left-hand, right-hand side. He painted, he uh, paid a regular to do an oil painting on those mirrors. Hmm. And when I was restoring the bar, people were asking me, like, well, what are you going to do with that? I was like... What are you fucking kidding me? That's like that is history and art and fucking awesomeness. No way in the fucking world am I get rid of that. But if you scroll back down, so the way you're going early uh, later on, yeah, that's oh yeah, you're at the bottom of the frame. That's me. I was oh click on that image on the left. That was me about fifty pounds heavier than I am today. Oh wow. Yeah, I I I uh, I have more fun than everyone else. And I do it faster than they do. Mm. And uh, one would hate to be good at things that would defeat your future, but I'm really good at all those things. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to be good at something. I mean, damn, really. And who's, who's that dancing on the bar? That is Dave Geller, my brother-in-law. And there are very few people who live in our universe. That guy is really fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, we built that together. I did most of the restoration. He helped me with the curved part of the bottom, the bottom plate. Uh, he helped me with a lot. I don't want to say that I did everything. I did not do everything. And he helped me with a lot of things that were very hard to do. Uh, Dave is a very cool guy. He owns a stand-up paddling shop. 
in St. Michael's, Maryland. And if I ever wanted to know what I was doing in business better than I do now, I would do exactly what he does because he is simple and happy. Oh my God. What a fucking beautiful combination that is. <coughs> Well, this is exciting. So you've done this, obviously, for Crown and Crow. Have you done it for other places as well? I've done many bars. Uh, I've done I've been at several bars, resorts, RV parks, houses. Um, actually, I think I sent uh, you guys a link to Asher at the Brooklyn Pint. I did a virtual tour there. I mean, the cool thing is that technology gives us a chance to... Is it? It's, it's nasty, dude. We should have been had that. Have seen that virtual tour yet, bro? We should have been uh, had that. I worked that shit out. That was like 34 pennos on that. That was pretty tight. Great. But uh, anyhow. Did Johnny ask for a discount? I gave him a discount. And he didn't have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know. Yes, it was very Honestly, he doesn't even know. <laughs> no, I mean, he knows. I mean. If he saw the website, then he knows. Other than that, he doesn't know. <laughs> Well, you know, you're as hands-on as how you feel, okay? <laughs> and I just always feel. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love Brooklyn Pint. Oh, it's a great Place is great. I, I gave you guys a link to Brooklyn Pint for the virtual tour. Did you guys where'd you Where'd you send it? I thought I emailed it to you. I could no. Here, let me help. Let me help you out. Hold no. on. Here you go. That's the website. That's the email. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if I scratch that sniff, I'll get itchy quick. Okay, right on. Give me one second, bro. No, I, I know I've done that. Oh, no, it just, this is my message. You got to push send. I <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hey, Valerie, what's your favorite thing about Brooklyn Pine? Um, I like the location. I also like um, the aesthetic of it. Yeah. There's that. So um, you get perfect service every time. All the time. Exactly. <laughs> Damn. So that's we, we, you know, I, my a bunch of my friends went to Catholic way way back in the day. So okay, it word. Was not shit. Like. Oh no! It was a dorm, right? Brooklyn yeah, Pines on an old dorm. My yeah. cousin used to live in that dorm. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. So when Brooklyn Pine yeah. opened, I was like, I'm gonna have to go and hang out there and see it. And yeah, it's good spot. I like it. I think I like my favorite thing about that place was just how how ingrained it became with the community there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the thing I loved about that place the most. It's just that like how in sync and Asher's a huge fucking part of that, right? Yeah. You're one, you're two. All the lax bros and their parents are there for oh. homecoming, and Asher's out there being like, hello, I'm Asher. Let's talk about lax. Mike, right? No, but dude, like, seriously, that's fucking ingrained in people now. And that's the kind of shit yeah. that, like, the reef was. You know what I'm saying? Like, Crown of Crow is, you know, where it gets passed down word of mouth from generation to generation, right? Yeah. So, in another five years, you're going to have somebody who graduated from Catholic like 10 years ago telling their cousin or their fucking nephew, like, yeah. yo, Brooklyn Pines this shit. This is where you're gonna go get fucking wings. You're gonna get face. You know what I mean? It's like that's the kind of shit that matters, dude. Yeah. So um, this was a few years ago. I didn't go to Catholic, but I had a lot of friends who went to Catholic, 
and uh, so I've I've had this this reputation of I've I've um, I've appropriated the Catholic university. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> homecoming because I, I go to the homecoming <laughs> to the point where people there are some of my peers who thought that I went to Catholic. And I was like, no, I don't go to Catholic. I didn't go to Catholic. I went to Georgetown. But, like, I went to a bunch of, I always go to there. <laughs> I didn't go, but I know these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so one, uh, one time I went, we went to homecoming at, for Catholic. And then afterwards, oh, we were like, where should we go? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. They're like, I really like this place, like Brooklyn Point. Let's go there. So we we all rolled in there and we had such a good time. Oh my god! And you know we both were there. Yeah, (laughs) we both were there for that. I hope there was a fucking smoker outside with like wings and a fucking pig on it. And ah man, yeah, we had a really good time. It was Asher kills it with the events. You do a fucking great job, dude. Actually, two cousins went to Catholic. Oh no shit! And they all go there, don't they? Yeah, so one was uh, just a few years below me, and then the other one was, like, significantly younger than me. But, like, so they had very different experiences because back when I was still in college, there were really only two or three places around Catholic. You know, it was, yeah. like, Kiddo Shays, Colonel Brooks, Brooks, and, and the library. Yeah. Or the Cardinal's it. Nest. Yeah, one of the two. That's it. Yeah. You know, and then there's like the wing spot and the dominoes. <laughs> like, Yo, so you know what's crazy as shit? I work with the son of the owner of Colonel Brooks. No way. He's the bar manager at the Anthem. Oh, that's crazy. I had no idea. One, of my, best, one of my best girlfriends, she worked at Colonel Brooks. So I was always going to see her whenever she worked there. Nice. Yeah. And then, you know, Everybody also went to the time. <laughs> oh, that was weak, dude. <laughs> Check it out. I don't have any false teeth to put out anymore. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Whoa. Be, this oh, can't this pop it loose anymore. <laughs> well, I, no, it's, it's all. I, I'm pretty. Check it out. No, I always had a convertible grill. What I meant by that, it was, it was it was like a hard top, but not convertible. You know what I'm saying? Or it was convertible. <laughs> oh, it was just pat, it was just pat moving. Pop the tooth, pop the front left tooth out. Dude. Dude, well, I had a guy at my bar two weeks ago say, "Yo, bro, you put your tooth in my glass." I was like, "Cause you had your shit after hours." He was like, "Yeah, but you still put your tooth in my glass." I was like, "Yeah, bro, you had your drink after hours." You know, I mean, what do you say to that? But no, I used to have. I've, 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 I've been the victim of violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I had a flipper for a long time, for like forty years. And at if you've ever been in my bar, you know I'm good until serving you to the last. Like literally, you have three minutes on your drinks. Three minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes, please. Like three shots of Jameson's in a heart. But I'm like. Chance, give these boys and girls. And like literally, you now have 141 seconds to drink that shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna take that shit. You don't get a hold on to it. I'm just lending it to you. Okay. That's our that, you know, business relationship is you have three minutes on your drinks, three minutes, three minutes, three minutes, please. You're glad, and you know, I will make you a drink because when you get up work at the end of the day, you don't want to go to bed sober. Hell no. 
I give too many front rubs for that shit. The back rubs are easy. The front rubs are tough. Okay. Oh God, Brian, I put it so much fun. I know I used to do that shit. It was terrible. It was fucking terrible. No, there, was a, there was a time. No, there was a time at jackpot. This is scoring. We're like three oh seven. Like we're we're late. This is late. And this dude is like not giving his shit up. He's he's like, he's like, my drink. I'm like, just drink your drink, bro. There's two ounces of shit in that glass. Not go back. Takes a second. Please. Hey, can you knock that drink back for me? Blah, blah, blah. But no, motherfucker's like, my drink, bro. So I take my false teeth out and I put it in his drink. I was like, you still want that motherfucker? <laughs> Where do you go with that? I mean, like, literally. That should be a Trump card laid it on the stack, taking that to the house, okay? But no, this guy was like, cool. And I'm like, oh no. That was <laughs> my tooth, okay? This dude not only was not going to give me a shit, but now I have to fight him to get my tooth back. It's like, I tried to get my tooth and he was like, nope. My. Oh my God. It's like, that's like a hillbilly's nightmare like you never fucking believe, bro. I mean, but now I don't. I don't have that availability anymore. I can't be. What'd cool. you do? Get an implant? You know, I, I replaced the entire grill, bro. I'm I'm like literally, this is the Bentley. You used to see that Toyota 4Runner that it's been in a couple front end accidents. This is the Bentley. So I'm, I'm good. You did the whole shit? Yeah. Hi. I'm pretty now. <laughs> Looking good. Looking good. Well, I never saw yeah, when you got yours. I, then you I get one, little, <laughs> add one tooth that had been knocked out three times. Okay. Three is like. Yeah. You got to be kidding me. But if you keep, if it's still warm, you can put it back in. Okay. That's basically the deal. If you can wake up and you're smart enough to stick it back in your face, then it might work. And I did that for a while. It didn't work the last time. Or you stick it in milk. You're supposed to put it in milk. It's like you shove it back in. No, you get up, you pick up your tooth, you put it back in your head, and you go. That's what you do. You know, <laughs> just shove it back in, dude. No, you got a mirror. You have to go to a mirror, oh, and you have to lick the end of it first. Okay. <laughs> Sit on the tooth, look to the east, and shove it back in. Fuck you. You just have to lick the end of it. You got to get all the germs off. Okay. That's what he said. <laughs> just. Just on the end. Just on the end. Well, just the tip. Just the tip. It's terrible. But it didn't work out so well for me. <laughs> Truth. So. No. That's everybody doing. And now for something completely different. Oh, shit. Beer. Oh, wow. Hooray, uh, beer. I'm going to have to drink my drink, kids. What was that now? <laughs> I've had a some of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to take this break and play a couple TikToks. Uh, let everybody lose. Oh, bit dude, show me some fucking Popeye rats. Ah, uh, see, and that wasn't my notes to talk about. Popeye rats. Uh, oh, it's not shit. too late. What do you yeah, not know about this? I do, know, I do know about it. So, why don't you? Well, go ahead and talk about it. Marcus, you were the one who posted about it. I'm gonna let Brian talk about it. He's very passionate about it. I gotta pull the stuff up. You mean Drew? I, mean, I had a senior moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I just had a senior. I just had I had brain damage. I can blame it on that. And I'm not oh, even Drew. Bro, I get it. <laughs> 
if I moved any faster, the world would be spinning backwards. <laughs> I've heard about that as well. I heard about that story or that saying. We've done that. Well. We've done that. Personally, we've done that. We've <laughs> you did that. that. <laughs> okay, TikTok. TikTok. Am I doing pop? All right. You guys are confused. What do you do? I was going to pull TikTok. the Popeyes out, but I'll do a TikTok. Either one. Go to the oh shit, bitch! God damn it! Oh, did you see what happened? To you? We gotta be careful! Oh shit! John, let, let me get on your back. <laughs> Was that the end? No, you I, gotta go back, man. You gotta play that through root. Yeah, we yeah. play that again. Okay, play it again. Go to the oh shit, bitch! Oh, God damn it! Come on! Oh, did you see what happened? To you? We gotta be careful! Oh shit! John, let, let me get on your back. <laughs> <laughs> so it is Halloween. Yes, it is. So I there's one creator that I've kind of taken a bunch from this week because I find it quite fucking hilarious. I'm just gonna start with Michael Myers. And if I was a husband, this is just kind of do it. Just kind of husband. Can we fucking set it up? This is the kind of douche I would be. The main beer company. Oh, don't be alive. Mason's mortified. Get in the car. Oh, my God. I just passed a police car, Evan. <laughs> Evan. Evan. There's little kids going to and from school, and you're standing in a field. <laughs> Evan. You know, you do stupid things, but you really are an idiot. It's all fun and games till you're doing it to kids on the way to and from school. Evan. Oh, this lag's killing me. But the content's money. Stupid lag. Stupid lag. Let's try that one more time, guys. Alright. You're standing in a field. Ah, fuck this one. All right, that lag's killing it. So you get the the contents of what's going on with this guy. Sure. Let's see. Oh no! Come on, man. What are you doing? But today, Evan's doing 10 miles an hour down the highway, not wearing a seatbelt. We want you guys to keep doing videos, but they gotta be safe, you know, and, and do it. All right, this lag's fucking killing me. You guys don't get TikToks in there. He's there just really uncomfortable. I don't ever know what to do with it. Evan again. Yeah, it's Michael Myers. Definitely. All right. I mean, everything's Michael Myers right now. He's so hot. We're gonna have to go talk about So that. hot. Yeah, but this one's. this. Uh, creator's not playing well. The other ones are. All right. Halloween candy, guys. Damn you, Evan. Candy corn. All day. <laughs> five Halloween candies of all time. At number five, we have Raisinets. Now, people tend to sleep on these unless you're... All right. We're getting our TikToks tonight. They're all not playing. <laughs> I reject Raisinets. TikToks. Raisinets are garbage. So his top five are Raisinets. Uh... Starburst. I love Starburst. Uh, candy corn. Reese's was number three. Oh my what? god! Candy corn. Smarties, Smarties, Reese's. Smarties. 
Two was some like Welch's fruit snack. Oh yeah, who wants fruit no. snack? <laughs> and then number one was Snickers. What? What? I love How do you hate on Snickers. Yeah, I can say Snickers is number one. Dude, Snickers is the bomb. But my Twix. god, baby got oh, Twix. Twix. <laughs> yep, there. So my god, baby, Y'all. she got like a Butterfinger. full size, full Butterfinger, Butterfinger. I gotta I say like, something. I was like, go I'm, back to that house again. Get me some more Snickers. I'm proud of my 11-year-old. My 11-year-old went trick-or-treating tonight, walked up to a house that had a bank of full-size candy bars. Nice. Where the owner was like, take what you want. And she took two of each to the point <laughs> that the guy was like, hey, 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 that's enough. You said take what you want. <laughs> I mean, when you say you take what you want, I'm going to take what I want. Snicker, snicker, Butterfinger, Butterfinger, Hershey, Hershey. Kit Kat, Kit Kat. Exactly. Okay. I don't have TikToks tonight, but I had memes. Oh. Let's go. Val, you reading the memes tonight? Sure. All right. Which ones? I'm waiting. Wasps are just one of these. God, that's when I wish Boo was here I for the band. Yeah, okay. That's a super dad joke. That should have been one of you guys. One of you dads. I mean, you didn't tell me anything. All right, I, well, I'll give yeah, them out. Y'all got to get y'all got to get on my Facebook shit because, like, yes, I meme, saw some of the stuff. You shit is truly hilarious. It like, is. I'm all over your face. See, I was gonna shit. share a couple, but I noticed on your page you already shared them, so I couldn't share some of them tonight. I mean, you could. But Brian, I'm gonna let you read this one. Get your glasses on. You got them on. I like a Pepsi. We have Coke. Okay, I'll take a gram of that and a Pepsi. <laughs> All right. Powder freeze is 93. Okay. Here's the no, no, here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. Now, with the great chemistry experiment of what people are nowadays... Okay, because there's there's just everything all the time. All the things that I grew up with is still there, and there's all these new things, you know. But uh, if you know what you like, you always know how you feel the next day, and that will never be the truth for anything. I don't know. Powder, (laughs) if it's a powder, I mean, and for the most part, if you're not growing it yourself, you don't even know that either. But so if you're a Balvini 14 Caribbean motherfucker, I mean, that's- you're going to know how much fun you're going to have and you're going to know how you feel the next day. And see, for me, I'm a prescription kind of guy. I like to know what I'm getting into. I like to know how I'm going to feel tomorrow. I don't like to like, I don't want to do the whole like farmer's gin. <laughs> Okay, because tonight's an exception to my operating protocol. Oh, but uh, you guys understand what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, I do. Oh, hell yeah. Bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pop the tooth. I can't pop the tooth. I'm so good. <laughs> and I had to relearn how to whistle. That was a fucked up shit. That's I'm like cool. a, a good whistle. Whisper, whistler. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a good whistler. But when you got a whole mouthful of gear you've had since a kid that don't belong in your face, that was tough. But like when they took all that shit away, now I got my back. 
it, it comes back. You just gotta. It's like buying a new phone. You know, it's like I got an iPhone now. It's well, that sucks. You know, hey, she bought a Samsung. Use it. You know, my man. Look at you too. <laughs> <laughs> Farmer's shit. Oh. <laughs> Farmer's shit. <laughs> Somebody better pay me for that shit or I'm going to get pissed off. You know? Okay, so you know what my favorite part about this show is, B? My favorite part about this show is that, like, right now, there's nobody watching. It's just the five of us talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's one o'clock in the fucking morning. Well, actually, everybody's record. the fuck out. We do have. We have at least three. We viewers. have more than This is on your permanent record. <laughs> okay. All so right. there's no part of the stink of your ass that ain't gonna be smelling tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Drew, read this for me, please. I can't if remember. I was a ghost, I would haunt people by knocking on their doors as soon as they start <laughs> masturbating. That's what kind of ghost I would do. Oh, hell yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm here to play a role. Or have the fire alarm go off or some shit. You know, like my phone rings. I don't give a fuck about that. I mean, <laughs> it's like when they're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I'm leaving the building. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's like, oh, shit. All right. Well, that's done. You know. <laughs> hey, Valerie, read this. What? Hairbangers, salon and spa. Don't be spooky. Wax your pinky. Dude, they should have <laughs> that was a bad joke for There were a lot of Harley Davidsons and a Volkswagen Beetle parked in front of that fucking place. I'll bet you nothing. Marcus, <laughs> hey, I, Brian. Sent you, I sent you a meme. Where? I don't know. Gotta look okay, so why you find that I look person. like a badass Harry Potter. This is my badass Harry Potter look, isn't it? Absolutely do not look like a badass Harry Potter. Hey, I'm gonna update your fucking Christianity joke, okay? Barbara's in. It's good. <laughs> All right, so pay attention. Here's your new Christianity joke you need to use, okay? Are you tracking? Yes. What does a priest and a zit have in common. I'm afraid to they both hold explode. On, on. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead, Ben. They both wait until you're 13 to come on your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That is not a dad. You're welcome. That's amazing. All right. Wow. Why do all why do all choir boys why do all choir boys have their hair parted the middle? Why? Why? It's not a sin. 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 It is definitely better that this is at the 12, almost 1 o'clock hour. This is good where it gets dangerous. This is good time. We got to clean this shit up, bro. No. We do not censor ourselves. Did you not listen to Boo's intro? 
Dude, it is DC as fuck for a reason, bro. Because it's us. Because it's us. I don't. I really. I. I. I don't think I could throw a coin on the floor and call heads or tails and lose that toss. Hey, you know what, dude? DC as fuck here. Okay. B. Not to talk a bunch of bullshit, but I'm gonna tell you right now. There are generations of bar staff in this city who owe their roots in this city to you. And I fucking mean that with all my heart, dude. You have laid the groundwork for so many people's careers in this city who have been successful, who have moved on to bigger and better fucking things. And it shows by the fucking industry people that sit at your bar every fucking night, dude. You're a fucking legend. You're not a legend because you knew the most shit. You're not a legend because you knew the most drinks. You're a legend because everybody fucking knew you. And everybody wanted to hear cheers, bro. That's it. Anybody thirsty? (laughs) Cheers. Nice for you, bro. Here, this is what I'm drinking tonight. That's the real shit. I appreciate you saying that. Oh, some Bon V. I appreciate you saying that, but I'm going to add to that, okay? And it's a very important thing. And, you know, you don't have to be in this industry. It's not about being a bartender or a waiter or whatever. It's about being a, like a, a participant in the human race, you know. And sure. uh, I just, I've, I've had in the last week, and I have a great staff. Please don't get me wrong. And I don't want to mischaracterize anything ever, ever. But as volume jumps and you're, understanding of your energy par or how you what you think you need to bring to the table increases very quickly it's it's very challenging to um, deal with stress and anxiety in a way that lets you be nice to people you're struggling with it's very challenging because the struggle is a struggle and it's going to, it's going to, the fact that you were like, you haven't eaten, you may not have had water for a while. You may have been running for a minute and the I'm guy tired. on the left and the guy on the left is insisting he gave you a credit card that you're absolutely certain that you didn't and you don't even keep them, but he doesn't have his credit card and you're in the middle of everything that's happening. These are just simple, real things that you, you guys know that just happen, you know. And uh, as much as I love the enterprise and bartending, which I always do one night a week, it is just so hard. Last night I worked a very long day, and it's so hard to have the love that you have for the world with the people that live in it with you when when that is. Uh, that's not a part of the standard, you know, for other people's behavior. And it's very challenging. Wow, DSB, I'm looking at his background. What's he got in there? <laughs> oh, everything, dude. It's things. all fucked up. It's so now I have these either, clean backgrounds, and I'm like literally in my workbench. It sounds like yeah. either somebody's pissing or making a drink. Me? I'm making oh. a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> but you got it on the room. Hey Drew, Yo, can, so I, can I come and shoot? Can I come and shoot with you? Marcus. Why do you want to come shoot guns? <laughs> well, no, my heart is united in love and patience and tolerance, but I miss so your face. 
but I miss your face, and I will go to your world to have some. Yo, I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> We've been waiting well, all night for you. Well, <laughs> we were, no, we were I've been waiting, waiting all for his ass. I've been waiting all night too. What up, gentlemen? How's it going? Up? Wow, it's going. look at that guy. Long time now. See, I'm sorry. I was uh, I, 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 I'm sorry I wasn't able to be on camera under the illustrious lights of the John F. Kennedy Center. But uh, I'm just walking to my car now. It's been a, it's been a long afternoon of sitting around in the back of the truck waiting for people to bring me shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll hope do a little speed walk so I can get out the shadows. Yeah, I miss you guys. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I thought that uh, today was going to be one of those gigs where I'd be done at like 10 and be able to dive bomb y'all at 11 and, you know, let the shenanigans begin. But here we are just now. Ooh, getting out you, missed, you missed a lot of the stories. Oh, oh I've sure already right. heard these stories before. <laughs> he lived those stories. <laughs> <laughs> The retelling of the stories is what I mean. Oh, man. It was a magical time, the early 2000s. Reef up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's a shell of what it used to be now. Right? So. Yeah, but, but uh, Brian, if you go shooting with Drew, I want to go, too. Dude, Wait, hold up. Let's we all together. Go. Yes, that's go. what I'm talking about. The whole district no, Bill, let's, let's do that. owes me a fucking you. training session. Yes, yes. I'm ready. I want to go. And I've been talking yeah. to Asher's bitch ass for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say anything about it. It's like, yes, no, no. We right. all reach out. I would love to have that. That would be great, dude. I would love to have all of you guys. Listen, yeah, the I'm crazy shit. Like, guys, you know what's crazy? The last time you guys had me on the show, you had me on about Swift Precision, my company, right? Right. One of the nuts things is that one of the first people that I hit up when I formed my company and talked about it was Brian, and I was like, "Listen, you're gonna hear some shit. I'm still the same guy." <laughs> I'm still the same warrior of truth, like fucking soldier of light that you always thought that I was. Like, I'm not changing. I'm still the dude you know and love. Don't get freaked out. And he sent me the fucking dumbest meme ever of like Harold and Kumar <laughs> being like, got it. And I was like, shit, I know he understands, but fuck you for sending me that. <laughs> You know what? I just I'm trying to give you some something something you can understand. I and I did is okay. what the whole you point know, of the story was. No, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, caution drinks are hot when heated. I don't mean to be like that with your ass, but I, I do that every once in a while, okay? I'm sorry. I know. Dude, it was a great listen, idea. I mean, literally, you're my company. It was a fucking no-brainer. I mean, I could like Give a front rub and suck a dick from heaven, but I don't do either one of those things. So, <laughs> so you're sucking that god dick? <laughs> you know what? I, I touched mine. I think mine is the only penis I've touched since 1976. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm okay with that. I don't care. <laughs> Man, if you want to pick up the world, if it had a handle, that's up to you, okay? 
like I mean, I'm gonna have right to drink some. You guys are gonna have to cancel this fucking <laughs> issue of this fucking. Dude, it's the internet. That shit don't get canceled, son. Hi, <laughs> <Hi>, Farmer's Gin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what flavor ice cream you enjoy, man, as long as it melts in your mouth, bro. I don't care. Somebody man. needs oh, to get boo a joint. Well, what? Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, <laughs> shit. Oh, you know, I'm about 10 minutes, about 15 minutes from my house, so, you know, I'll be there. Um, I was actually like, if it wasn't for you guys, I'd be racing for somewhere to fucking make last call. But, uh, dude, well, go, go get, get some last, last call, good alignments. No, go get last call. We're good. We yeah, missed go to last call, go dude. Get last call, motherfucker. Damn. Where's Marcus? Marcus, you there? I'm right here. <laughs> that was a rhetorical. Where's Marcus? Okay, yeah. If you go to Lyman's, get yourself a drink. So how about this, Boo? You and I and Val go to the bar. These three can just stay on. What happens? <laughs> <laughs> we will hold it down, dude. What okay, happens? Holy fuck. Wait, can you imagine if the Reef had a podcast back in the day? Uh, uh, okay. Oh, dude. Bill Game is... the fuck over. Brian, do you want to tell what we discussed <laughs> earlier? Boo, no, I mean, like... we've had a conversation about this. So, Boo, I was telling him how we do the DCS Fuck Show every quarter, once a quarter. Right. The, ne the next one's going to be a Reef reunion. Oh, hell yes. Dude, <laughs> it'll be the only thing that's better than your fucking roast. <laughs> no, no, no. We we need to reach out. I want to like I'm saying. The, the like Jamie Diogo. No, I want to see everybody. Uh, like, Jamie, uh, Alex, Dana Heater, motherfucking thank Mish. Thank you. Fucking everybody. No, dude. I mean like, all the but, old school heads, bro. I'm but gonna say something. It's very hard for me to say this, okay? Because I have a I am challenged by my own confidence. Okay, but <laughs> we, no, I really am. It sounds weird to say that, but I, I, I'm nowhere near as robust as I could be. But uh, what Drew was saying a while ago with regard to seeds that have grown trees and not just trees, but forests in this city, we've been very fortunate at the Crown. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, whoa, at the Reef to have all these different connections and that's what the industry is it's just connections wow. oh look at that no it literally is it's 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 who do you know how well do you know them how well do you treat them how much do you love them how much they love you and how rich is your world as a result of your love but it takes all that energy just to get to the point where you know them well enough that you can love them and then a love exists and then you are saturated by it but you can only have that kind of like love if you've been consistent in how you communicate it. Yep. And, and, and that literally was what the reef was. And, and that's what I believe in, in this world is that you didn't buy in, you were out. Well, the reality <laughs> matter is, is, is as much as you can, you can expect, you can expect as much from other people as you give them. Give, yeah. And don't ever expect a, a gram more than that or a molecule because it's reciprocal. Absolutely. Amen. So I'm really excited. Wow, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Yeah, of the reefer union because, like, obviously I needed to work. I needed the money. But I was super excited about the whole just this whole experience and so you know yeah i feel like this this whole 
reunion thing will make up for it. Because I was like, we got to get excuse to get you guys all back on here so I could have like the full experience. Oh shit! I just turned my car off in the middle of fucking traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just not- turn the car on. <laughs> I hit, I hit the ignition with my knee. So, hi, everybody. Hi, <laughs> so, Boo, I'm going to say something right now. Am I true to be what exactly what I said a while ago? I mean, you have a rock star personality that is only balanced by your talent. And, yeah. and, and that's a very, very challenging thing in this universe, okay? But you have that. No, you have that. And I have felt very fortunate to just share time with you whenever it's been available. And and I don't think I've ever had a better time working with other bartenders than I had when we had our original staff. Yeah. And I love you. And you were spectacular. And you, you just never I mean, disappoint. And that's all I'm, I'm going to just shut the fuck up after that, okay? I, I could spark no your doubt. concern, but you, that was the golden age of Adams Morgan. Fuck yeah, it was, dude. There may have been a grand era before us. There might be one after us, but as far as I'm concerned, like when we were there doing our thing and we had, you know, our our relationship with Asylum and our friendship with Toledo and with Pharmacy Bar, you know, and and just the diner and fucking Trist and just that that whole section of the city, we all just fucking fed off of each other. Yeah, you know, same twenty dollar bill. Toledo I'm Lounge. I love Toledo Lounge. Same twenty dollar bill, baby. You know, and like, oh, and and oh, sorry, Bed, uh, Bedrock Billiards. Can't can't forget, yep. you know, mm-hmm. like Bedrock holding it down, dude. Like, just so many good times, so many crazy times, uh, you know, and just the the height of like. I mean, just the peak of fucking, like, what it meant to be in this fucking industry, you know, where we would fucking grind our asses, you know, grind our shit, fucking Friday, Saturday, and then here's Drew with the fucking, and here we are, fucking (laughs) field, wrecking motherfucking shit, like, and, you know. Straight up, y'all, we would crush it Saturday night in Adams Morgan, and two hours later be at the fucking Skins game being like, Man up! We're fucking <laughs> we'll be out in front of Tristan. We'll be out in front of Tristan. Drew be on his phone, just calling people. <laughs> Fuck, man! Yeah, I will not lie to you. One of my favorite Adams Morgan moments was the night that one of the bartenders at the Reef got butt hurt as fuck, got his feelings hurt. I'm not going to mention their name. And Boo straight looked at him. It was like this: Yo, are you going to count your fucking money? Are you going to fucking face it? Shut the fuck up and count your money and face it so we can all leave. And that said everything you needed to say. It was professionalism. It was expected. Or her bills. Or their bills. Like, what the fuck is that? That's it. The shit was expected. You were a fucking (laughs) pro. And of all the things to get butthurt about, too. All right. I'm going to say some more You know who I'm talking about. All right. When Adams Morgan got a little bit more lively than it should have, which is close to no, I mean they stopped it. They had the sonic weapons. I don't know if you guys remember this shit, but they used totally. to put they used to put three transmission vehicles of a low frequency sound. 
in Adams Morgan on 18th Street. I'm not making this up at all. Okay, this you remember when fucking or Bush W. Yeah, well, remember his inauguration? This was actually, you know what? DC got more professional about their like, I get to pay my taxes and go get a license shit. Yep. Okay, but as much Mm -hmm. as this was good, they got terrible with like the fucking like Nazi weird shit. Okay, but uh, but anyhow. Now, I remember when they used to put the sonic weapons on 18th Street. There was three of them because we were talking about like chronicling DC history. This is this is true history, and and it is and it's a real thing. But on 18th Street, uh, DC RA through DCPD did a under Anthony Williams did a sonic weapons testing. And Mayor McBuffin's closed. This is no bullshit. No, after the bars closed, they would fucking set their vehicles up on 18th Street and they would start looting lights like whoa, 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 And I mean, and that is what it is because most of these motherfuckers on 18th Street are just smoking weed and trying to get laid with people they don't want to be with. But the doubt of the matter is. I had to do credit card tips for like a fucking hour. I would have like 177 different credit card tips. <laughs> I would have to enter in in my fucking POS. Wait, so you have and the more. entire time I was being completely exposed to this sonic weapon bullshit that fucking DCPD was totally doing. This is not a lie. I'm not making this shit up. And some of you guys might remember this, but it was fucking terrible. It would it would fuck me up. I would not be able to eat right. It would take a day for my shit to get like refigured out because on a very essential level, the cells of my body were being exposed to a huge amount of uh, of, of sonic waves. It sounds right. weird to say this, but it was true. It's we yeah. lived through it. I'm gonna shut the fuck up now. I hate to jump in here right now. I do want to say something though, Brian. Uh, I definitely appreciate you. I love you, bro. Um, I do got to get off here, but you definitely, like Drew said before, paved the way for a lot of us, myself included. Uh, I can honestly say to you, everybody here on this panel, anybody else who's listening, I would not be where I was if it weren't for you. And Drew, you know, you're right behind that as well. Uh, I love you, bro. Behind? <laughs> <laughs> Brian was my first boss. <laughs> Never yeah, sure. You know I love you both, uh, Boo, and you've been there with me. You guys on the show, this is awesome. Uh, I definitely appreciate the shout out, the invite, uh, Brian. I wish you the best always as, to all you guys as well. Uh, y'all have a good night and uh, what up? I said we'll see you at the great night, Asher. I'll definitely be there. You should see the podcast because earlier I talked about you, and I'm sorry about that. Okay? I, I, I jumped in late and was watching on my phone for a little bit, and then I jumped on here. Yeah, look at the recording. I, pulled, I, I said you were a fucker. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was grinning shit from the beginning, I can tell you that. I love all y'all. Y'all have a good night. I love you, bro. Peace. Um, okay. We need right. to, we're, we're gonna. Are we wrapping it up? We are wrapping, wrapping it up. I'm, uh, yes. I'm uh, on the, let's see, where the fuck am I? I'm at 11th and I'm. I'll hang out with Bill and Drew. Ice or I'm going to Solly's. So just a matter yeah, of. Yeah, let's go to Solly's. Yeah, let's go to Solly's.
Yeah. Who wants to come? Let's all go to Sully's. All right, hello. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a bitch and I live in Virginia now, so I'm gonna have to come to Sally's virtually. Yes. We'll bring you back on. Drew, I would love to talk to you. I miss the fuck out of you. All right, so let's uh, let's uh love you guys. I'm gonna have you guys wrap it up, but we can go talk afterwards, so don't get off right away. Yeah, just sit on for a sec. Um really quickly, uh it's Halloween and I got to spend time with my god babies. Who I haven't seen in a year. So this is a tradition that we've done for many, many years. This is when my littles were like two and four years old. So I was so happy to see them. I haven't seen them since last Halloween. Oh, wow. Um, so this is my godchild, Maddie. And she's now taller than me. Look at her. She's taller than I am. And I can't see it. Fuck. And that's Lime, who... So they were the Beastie Boys. And Maddie was like, no, thank you. I don't want to be the Beastie Boys. (laughs) They were rude as shit. (laughs) So she was like, no, I'm going to be an alien. And they were like, but we're going to be the Beastie Boys. You should be a robot. And she was like, no, I don't want to be the robot. So mm. she was like, fuck, fuck you guys. guys. But Apple. I love her so much. I love them both. Her and May. They're, they're the best. best. And I'm so happy that I got to see them tonight for Halloween. Thank That's you guys. Did, I'm ever I'm very happy to be here. And and I'm and I hope that I may have a chance to uh, give some credible and informative stuff for your site in the future. Right on. Uh, and, oh, we're definitely bringing uh, you back. Well, I don't think anybody's be trying to taste better than yours, too. Yeah, you're All right, Val, go work for her. Uh, Brian, Drew, you have any last words? I love you guys. Love you, too, brother. That's it. Boo, you got anything for me? No, man, I'm sorry I missed the party. Um, I look forward to the Reef Reunion show, like... <laughs> um, I love you, Brian. Yeah, I love that you. Used to be a real fucking so, thing. Yeah, we, no we, shit. You know, a, lot pivotal, on that. a lot of pivotal times. Well, it can't a be a fake ass reunion. We'll make. We'll make it happen. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it, and we're gonna plan it ahead of time. We'll yep. To be honest, I might be challenging for your technological ability to deal with that many motherfuckers at one time. Dude, I know our the people are savage. We've done weirder shit. We have done weirder fucking shit. We can do. We, it. Yeah, we've had bigger. There we pop, go. Yeah, we've. Yeah, like that was what we did. So happy. happy. All right, boo, buy us around. Get us ready. Get us set up. All right, boys and girls, ladies wanna, and gentlemen, thank you. Sell a, I mean, I want a seltzer. All right, now be quiet. Are we done? Are we? Are we no. still on here for a second? We're, you stay on. We're, just stay. Let me do my. All right. Boo, I'll see you in like fifteen twenty. I'm going to Sully's, and I guess we'll see you. In a we'll see bit. you in Sully's. All right, Beth. All right. Are you in Sully's? We are. You want to come? You and I are going to Sully's. All right. Boys and girls, I love you. Drew, thank you so much for setting everything up tonight. Brian, thank you for coming on. Uh, Again, this has been a actually fucking great DC as fuck show. Uh, Amazing show. Yeah. Not DC as fuck show. Uh, (laughs) District Commitment show. It was DC as fuck. We will do 
the Reef reunion as the next DCS Fox show. Brian and Drew will probably have their own new podcast by the time I'm done talking to them tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. We're an totally insane. You push me on and paste me.